yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, aka Young Boy Dewitz, aka the People's Champ, aka Beard <laughs> Gang is in the motherfucking building. This is episode 162, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Doom. Doom, how are you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. Can't complain about shit. How you doing? I'm I'm doing well, you know, as always. How was your weekend? You know, another easy weekend, just chilling. Didn't do nothing too much, but staying know. in the house still or what's up? Cause like I yeah, I know some niggas moving, some niggas staying low still. I mean, I'm I'm low-key kind of moving again, <laughs> but I'm still quarantining. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to keep my shit to a minimum. Like I'm only doing shit if it's necessary. Yeah, you know no, I'm with you. The but only I'm, I'm the, out now. the only thing place I didn't been is to the movies. That's it. Yeah. I've been son, I've been in the one of the worst places they say for COVID, and I've been straight. So I'm kind of leaning to like, man, is this shit even real? Cause I've been in the gym like every day since they opened that shit. <laughs> oh, you are? And I, cause I get you, you sitting the snaps a daily gym routine. And I'm like, yeah, this nigga isn't one of the worst places. See, I, I don't like to think that. Cause like, cause then I, when I start thinking that I feel like I'm gonna get it. Like, cause every time I'm like, yo, all you people who go out to eat, but then I see people who I know whose parent family has died. So I it's like, yeah, that shit is real. I'm not gonna be one of them niggas, but I get exactly what you're talking about. But yeah. it's definitely real because the Trump tapes dropped and it's like, yo, this is his first real major blow, in my opinion. Like, and, and when I say major blow, I know some people are gonna be like, well, Lyndon, what about all the this, this, this? And I'm like, look, this is the first major blow to people who have been in denial. This is undeniable proof. All that other shit has just been like his word versus his word or the media doing it some way. No, nah, you can't do this no way. That's him. That's him talking about that. And I know some people might say, well, grab her yeah. by the pussy was on audio too. But this is this is different. This is totally different because he point out blank basically says like, look, I knew that shit was real. I knew that shit was popping off in February and I just wanted to downplay it because of election time. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. He was, he's, he said he downplayed it on purpose. So, you know, that's a, that's a real hit. Yeah. My thing is though, wouldn't doing the opposite help you out during election time? That's what I like would if think. If he came out and he was like, yo, this shit is serious. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to take care of y'all. Make sure we as a country make it through it. Wouldn't that even because I'm saying even if because me, I'm not in any shape or form a Trump supporter. But if I seen Trump going like, you know, above and beyond to put shit in place to make sure that the country was safe, I'd be like, all right, that's a step that I don't think most politicians would have made. But you're not see, saying I would have voted for Trump, but it would have changed my you know, view. On I, I agree with you 1000. But the thing is, he's not trying to get he's not trying to help the, the everyday man. He's trying to help his Negroes who, who are making billions of dollars. That's who yeah. he's trying to, he's trying to help his partners and his partners That's got right. tax breaks. They made a shit ton of money, you know, like, so. And honestly, bro, for the major corporations, COVID been a help. <laughs> That's like what I'm all saying. the niggas that was kind of on the, on the rocks, shit was looking kind of shaky for them. They just got free money. To bail, bail out, out yeah. Cars, you know what I mean? Like that shit crazy. Bro. He just helped all his homies. So I mean, it's just it depends on how you look at it. But we was talking a little bit off air about how you don't think this is gonna really like affect in terms of like the people, and I and I kind of agree with that. But like, 
I like to think humanity's better because like this time it's like he said this. He said it like, what can you argue? But they still gonna vote for who they want to vote for though. That's the thing. Right. And I, I lost all faith in just the average American citizen in that in that regard, just because I feel like his core is so loyal to him that they know this bullshit. Like they know, like there's no, there's no tape that needs to be leaked. You know what I'm saying? Like well, they know even, that that's how he feels. That's the core. But like even the people on like that's like in the middle, kind of shaking on him. It's like why y'all not switching by now? But it's like you say, it's like they fuck with him. <laughs> yeah, and, and they just loyal to the Republican Party. And that's my and and I, that's kind of my thing because I don't think all, I don't think Republicans are bad people. I think people inside there are bad. Like you guys could just like rise above that and then just think if I, I I don't know if maybe maybe they don't think like this. But if I'm a Republican, I'm like man, look, I could pull a whole side of people and kind of get the people who are kind of shaky on my side who really could sway the opinion. If like I denounce this nigga and try to you know combat that, but like why not? But then it, the thing is, if it doesn't work, then you're kind of fucked. <laughs> so I, I can see why nobody yeah. wants to step out on that ledge. But like, I don't know. It could work in his, it could work in somebody's favor. Yeah. See, this actually kind of kind of bring me to another shit. I want to ask you, see how you feel about it. Because I feel like when we just look at views from the left side and views from the right side, I feel like I lean more towards the right, but I hate Republicans. I hate the representation that the Republicans have. You know what I mean? And that, that's why I think um, there needs to be more than a two-party system. Because a lot of my beliefs and values kind of lean toward the right side. Oh, look, but, I'm, I could be blunt, blunt with you. I'm, I, say, I always have to say it like this. I'm fiscally, when it comes to my money, I'm conservative, man. I'm fiscally conservative when it comes to my money. My like, what I'm supposed to do tax? Why, like, yo, I'm trying to. I'm trying. We, we, but me and you are both people trying to make it to the to the level where there's some there's certain right. people who are like, oh, no one should be millionaires or billionaires. Being like, nah, nah, nigga, we, right. we're trying. We're trying to get there. <laughs> like, and, and I, honestly, bro, I believe the opposite. I think everybody should want <laughs> a society where you have that opportunity, regardless if you you know your values lie in that. I think you should want to live in a society where anybody can have the opportunity. Oh, and I and I agree with you. And that's why that's why I say I'm when it comes to my money and fiscally, I'm conservative. But socially, I'm kind of a liberal because socially it's like, I don't I'm not telling nobody what to do with their life. Like, yeah, yeah, do your thing. That's like I'm not about to be like, yo, I don't I can't control a woman's body. Like right. And that's that's where that's where the left lose me because I don't like all that bullshit. But I do think that there should be you mean the right some type. You mean of, the, you mean the right? Yeah, you see, yeah, yeah. No, I knew what you mean. Okay, bad. I just I, wanted I to do, put that out there. Yeah, appreciate that. God, gotcha. but I, I I do think that there's people that need structure. You know what I mean? Like regardless sure. if you agree with everything, and you know what I'm saying. Like I don't agree with the whole controlling women's bodies and shit. Like that's a little extreme. But I think society needs structure. Oh you know no, I, mean? I but look, I it, agree with that. It it just sucks that we have the candidates that we have. Like oh, I would really sure. like to see, and that's why I like Kanye running, even though I don't like how he's going about it. I like Kanye running because it shows that you don't have to have just the two options. 
You know what I mean? Now, well, we got some, granted, we got some we do... nerds out there. Like shout yeah, out to Joe, but... shout out to Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> like she don't have yeah. a shot, but like shout out to her. Yeah. Last time I, I voted I think... for uh, what's that? What's that dude's name? Uh, who did I vote for last time? I voted for the independent guy. I think his name is Don. It's some Johnson or I don't. Hold on, man. Why did I forget this dude's name? But anyway, continue on, Doom. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just I just think that we need to reach a point where there's a third option that seriously has a chance. You know what I mean? Oh no, I and agree I, with that. I, I like the fact that that Ye kind of trying to break those barriers, and I do think there's a lot of people that will vote for him. He he's not gonna be on the ballot. So many states coming out saying they're not putting that nigga on the ballot. Stay your ass home. But, well, yeah, but I'm saying they could still write them in. That's like somebody true. could go to the shit and write us in. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that is still, true. You could still write them in, and I think a lot of people will do that. Like more people than expected. I'm not saying he'll have like a you know a legit amount of votes, but I think more people than we expect will vote for him. We we gonna, that's did, interesting. Did you watch the yay shit? The interview. I didn't finish yeah. it all, but like I, I was waiting for oh Gary Johnson's his name. I knew it was Sub yeah. Johnson, but yeah, I voted for Gary Johnson last time. But uh, but yeah, tell, I wanted you to educate us on what happened because like I watched I some mean, of it and then I fell off. It was more or less of the same. I remember the first time we talked about it, we we kind of spoke on uh, he didn't really get too much into the political shit. He dived into that on this one. He yeah, that was damn. I should have watched so the whole what, thing. Then. What this one was, but I mean, he didn't really. It was kind of just continuing the, the conversation. You could tell he just chopped it in half and released it in different parts. Uh, okay. So they, they still was, you know, going in on the same conversation. But he did get into the political shit, which remind me, you know, to bring it up. But he he made a lot of good points. Like, you could tell that he he don't think that he seriously has a chance to win this election. But he is kind of like Trump. Like, Trump ran a long time ago and nobody took him serious but now like i think yay is kind of foreseeing that in the future and mm, he, he talked okay. about why and what he plans to do which he gonna lose a lot of people with his takes because you know he got super religious and i don't i'm still one of those people even as a somewhat religious person i don't think that in politics should mix oh all. yeah no big time separation but it was interesting church to hear what he had to say yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go watch I was it. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think it's a good listen because for the first time in a while, that was listening to Ye without the antics and the crazy shit. Like okay. they just was having like solid, interesting, just nice conversation. conversation. I think people should go. Yeah, for all the listeners that's listening to this, I think you should definitely check that out. The Cannons Class Part Two. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna definitely go check it out myself because I start turning it off after a while. I was like, oh, okay, and then I was like, but now that you're saying he goes more in depth into that, because when I started and it was kind of basically just on the abortion stuff. Still, I was like, oh, is he just Jesus ranting? And then so I just I just fell yeah. off of it. But we got some drama. To, oh well, no, no, wait. Before we even get into the funnies, let's let's be serious real quick because uh. Which I'm gonna call it KLFAY dropped, and we, we we I sent you this last week when it was dropped. It, it dropped like right after we dropped the episode, basically of the autopsy results of Trey for Pellerin that the family re- released, and it was basically that they had no marks of taser, no no penetration, no none of that. So it's not looking good for the LAP the LPD in Lafayette right now. Yeah, and bro, honestly, I want to take a little you know, a little second to walk back what I said in the prior week 
because I, I kind of did say like I would have to know the little details that come out after the investigation, but I was definitely not giving Trey for the benefit of the doubt. And there was there was little things that came out afterwards that I was like, yo, the LPD, they in the wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are absolutely in the wrong. And what I didn't know and I found out after is that he probably wasn't going inside of the store to begin with. Wait, which oh expound, expound on that. That there was a there was a hotel directly behind the shell that he was living in. Like he was paying oh, on a, a you know a day-to-day room. Basically. That's where he was living. You know what I'm saying? Like he was he had like I don't know what the situation is, but he was That's basically he was living in the hotel. Like it wasn't just yeah. So he was going home. Like nigga was just trying to walk home and the cops shot him in the back. And regardless on why he had the knife, let's say he he did have a knife, he did look suspicious, regardless of why he had the knife, you can't just shoot and ask questions later. Cause now when these little details come out, they just executed a nigga that was walking home. That's a fact. You know and, what I'm saying? Like and the thing that got me was the, up. the autopsy resort got me. It was just like, cause Cause I, cause even when we discussed it, I was like, "Yo, they shouldn't have executed him. If they needed to re, uh, use all of their options and whatnot." And that's where that's where our conversations kind of started with, and where you made your points and whatnot. And then, but to see that they didn't even, it, cause at first I was arguing they didn't do all they should, and then when I find out the stuff they said they did, they didn't do. It was just like, "Yo, these these." These coppers are just, they're, they're doing the most right now, man. And then yeah. it came out that the, the state board does, or the state uh, judge doesn't want to release the footage or the names. It's, it's not looking well, good in, in Lafayette right now. This is the what, what really fucked me up. Because initially I was saying, if the <clears throat> LPD used every resource available to try to apprehend him before deadly force, then I was perfectly fine Same. with what happened. And that's that that was genuinely how I felt. But now finding out that they didn't try anything before Deadly Force, it was literally like, hey, you stop. Oh, you're not stopping? We're killing you. That can't happen. And then now that they're investigating whatever the fuck was going on, you investigate and then you decide oh, because of some bullshit reason, we can't release the results of the investigation. You know what that tell me? You fucked up and you don't want to say you fucked up. And that goes goes back to my point of how can you have the people who are in the situation investigating the people who've done the situation? You can't, like... Internal affairs and all this shit is cool on television, but like the shit that happens on television with internal affairs does not happen in real life. They are yeah, there man. to protect their ass. 1000%. Yeah. And, and that's what's and happening right now. That's a huge fucking problem. And I know we talked about it before on the podcast, but that's a bigger problem than even I thought originally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit like this. It's like, all right. I always assumed that internal affairs would attempt to invest, investigate, but because it's all networked in with each other, oh, they could find some way to cover it up. But now what I'm realizing is these niggas are literally like, we ain't going to investigate shit. We know what, what time we on. We just 
gotta say we have an internal affair. So when this shit happens, we can pretend that we put in some effort, but there's literally no effort at all. You know what I mean? And that's that's a big problem, bro. Big, that's big, big problem, yeah. No, I agree. And that and that's when 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 I talk about police reform, that's some of the things that like I feel have to have to ha- change. That in qualitative immunity, because even if that was a real investigation was done, he could still use that to come and defend himself on why he doesn't get charged with murder. So like anybody who's expecting a murder charge or anything like that, that can't happen as long as we still have the, the law of, of them having qualita- qual- qualitative immunity. And it's just like, yo, that's that's something that has to change. Yeah, I don't even know why this shit is even legal. Like, how is it even legal? It's you know it's how I mean? they protect their ass. It's like when when they first when they first made this, I'm I, and I can only assume I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but this this sounds right in my head. And when when you think about it, it it could have happened this way or it couldn't have, but they had to have drafted this up at some point. So in in my mind, I think of it as this is something. Because if you look at the West and how America was before, it was a bunch of outlaws and people, vigilantes, and then some sheriffs didn't have the rights to do certain things. And then, like, it would always come down to, like, Western justice or whatever. Right. And then and then you have the, the industrialization of America. You have the railroads built, and America became more civilized. I think those laws were to draft those people who were risking their lives in a lawless time. And as, and as we continued, we, be, we grew as a society, and it became... It became a profitable business, as well as it was like, okay, we're not changing this. That this is how we protect our ass. So it's like we keeping right. it going. I could be wrong, but like that had to be drawn up at some point in time as a way to cover their ass. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I think that's exactly what happened. I think you you were absolutely right. My thing is is that as civilization has changed, yeah, like a, as we progressed forward. <clears throat> I feel like at some point, why aren't our leaders, lawmakers saying this is the problem that has to be addressed? Like, it's literally been going on since forever. You know what I mean? Like, if if we look at it and like in the past, it's almost been a joke, like how black people, we don't like getting in the interactions with the police and all this type of shit. But as time went on, we kind of get into that point where, yo, this ain't funny no more. Like enough is enough. You know, because what I'm it's like, hitting. I feel a, like it, it, it happened that way because, like, in the sixties, this is what this is what the fight was. And then, like, and I'm not as educated as I need to be, but in the in, in what I do know, it's because a generation got lost to the crack epidemic. It's because the 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 file, the leaders who were there got broken up, got internally destroyed through FBI and whatnot, and then. We fell to, to to tropes of sh- of shit that was given to us, and we f- we fell to it, man. That's what that's what happened, and that's why it's finally coming to a fever pitch because people are getting to a point to where wealth has been uh, wealth has been accumulated to a point in the black community, and a generation of a new generation of people are just looking at this with fresher eyes, and it's just like, yo, this shit this shit's too much. Yeah, and. It's kind of crazy not to not to bring it back to the Ye thing, but he he kind of touched on I forget who it was that he quoted, but he he said that uh, somebody who he looked up to his whole thing was that we need to rebuild a black community, and I think for all those reasons you just said is the reason he said that um, black people are the only race of people who don't 
have an actual community. We just reside in an area. You know what I mean? There might be a black side of town, but within that area, there's no actual community. Like we don't have black police that police our black areas. We don't have, and, and not to say that there aren't black people in the police force, but they still operate under the white umbrella that is doing all this shit to us in the first place. You know what I mean? Like we don't have um, somebody we can look to within the black community to assist us with resources in the fight. And other races do, you know what I mean? Like other races, they have, you know, their own grocery stores within the community, owned by them, ran by them, for them. You know what I mean? And That's black true. people, we don't we don't have that. It's other people come in nothing. and own that. Yeah, yeah, we don't have anything remotely close to that. And I think shit will change for us drastically when we take that step to say, like, all right, at some point I gotta I gotta make a step forward that's not necessarily just for me. Like I gotta look up. It's one. It's once you make that step step forward for you. It's what do you do after that? It's it's right. it's once you accumulate said wealth. It's like do you go back to your community and build it up the way? And some people have, and that's why. And but that's why we have people who have grown up that's our age because some people did that that are knowledgeable situations. And that's why I believe the fight and as long as well with the internet, the internet definitely is a huge tool for all of this. It's, it's a fever pitch of all those things combined that, that has gotten us to this point, but, but we need to do more of that. And we don't, we don't do it enough. We definitely don't do it enough. We need to essentially with Nip said, build, build, buy back our communities and build up the streets. Yeah. And, and that, actually that, do I, it. It'll, it'll go a whole lot further than people even realize too. And I don't I don't want to go too deep down this little rabbit hole, but that one step right there in 20 years, shit could look a whole lot different for our I mean kids shit. I can give you kids, kids. I can give you an example of just one person making it like changing a community and thus creating another him. Warwick done what he did with Deshaun Watson and bought his family a home and put him in an area where he could go to school and gave him a chance yep. to play football. Not Deshaun's doing that for other families like Warwick Dunn did for his family and many others. That's that's yep. a prime example of going back to where you're from and trying to make a difference and then doing it and seeing someone else achieve it because you did that. And then they're going to go back and do the same thing. Right. And then and think about it. Warwick Dunn might have started out with Deshaun Watson. I'm sure he attempted to help other people. Oh, for sure. And now those people help out a few people. And then those few people help out a few people. And you got a whole ripple effect that, like I said, in 20 years, shit could be a whole lot different for your community. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot different. And that's what's kind of lacking in our shit. I think if we do less of hoping that somebody else will come in and fix our fucking problems, then we can actually make some progress because at no point in the timeline in history have white people ever genuinely cared about what the fuck we had going on. So I don't understand why now is the fight. That's why I kind of get offended at people protesting. And I don't want to piss anybody off if y'all listening and y'all protesting because I think it's admirable that you know. I think it's necessary though. Yeah, I think I think I think what you're saying is. 
it's half of it. I think I I think the the fight is is that half, and then the other half. Because you got to change the because you have to change the laws to uh, to get us to a point to where once this half happens and the laws are changed to to help us out and then to fix education in the community because and to do other to fix police and there's so much. But once you do both of those things, that's when we truly prosper. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely think it is necessary. I think it's necessary for a different reason that, you know, we say the objective is. Because I don't think we'll ever reach a point where we can go out in the streets and start yelling and then some white man will be like, all right, let's make some change. Like, I don't think that'll ever happen. You know what I mean? Like, I literally don't see that in the cards. What I do like about it is that, especially to younger people, like people you know, 18 or 21, I noticed that a lot of people are becoming more politically aware, which is something that I wasn't at 18. Like, I didn't know who the fuck, I knew who the president was and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's only in the past maybe two years that I started being politically aware. So I do like, you know, I, I like it in that sense that people are becoming more aware of what's going on. Like, like, People in, in Josh Guillory's position, I got no idea who was at who was in office at that time when I was 18. Not not even the slightest clue. Wouldn't be able to name who it was. But people, younger people are more than aware of what's going on and who's in those spots now. So I do that's like true. that. I think that's that's a whole lot, that's a lot of progress. No, one thousand even even and that's just a few years ago. I'm only 28. You know what I mean? That was 10 years ago that I was 18. And then even then, I think, because I think, I think you're, cause see, I don't want to not give credit to the people who have listened because they, because you got to think they're like, laws are being, like, laws are being changed because people are yelling up. And I think it's due to the fact that, granted, some, granted, this is, this may be the case that certain people with power, uh, you, uh, are leveraging said power to get, certain white people to react but that's still a positive in my mind because it's like they leverage their powers to get to where they want why can't you know like we like right leverage the financial success we have and then so certain people have been have been making a change i think is i think it's better than than it was for sure because i in the 90s if, if a black person just was out like yo we need to change it, that shit wasn't happening at least now there's yeah. a chance and I mean, I, I agree with that. Like, it's hard for me to disagree with that, but I can't help but to look at Breonna Taylor's situation. That's true. We've been yelling and screaming about that, which is undebatably, undoubtedly murder, and nothing has happened. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to... All they do is they look at the shit on TV and they laugh at, look at these dumb fucks. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I can't argue that. that kind of upset me about it. For sure. Because... No. The niggas that killed Breonna Taylor was literally, we, we talked about it a few pods ago, this nigga on the beach at the vacationing beach, yeah. with, with bitches. You know what I yeah. mean? This nigga don't give a fuck. And this was like mid, like at the peak of the fight where everything was Breonna Taylor. Like you couldn't go on your timeline without seeing arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they they literally give no fucks. That and I can't... Off of riots. Can, can I say, can we... I can't argue that. I can't, can't, can't even deny, can't argue. But the one thing I can say is that certain people have started to af- 
affect money that goes to Louisville. So maybe we can see now that money that's that's affecting that that city is changing. Things might happen now, but until then, you're one thousand percent right. So that that's all I uh, like. I just want to see how some some things move now that certain billionaires that do business there are like, we ain't fucking with that. Yeah, I think like, and this is kind of go back to the community thing. Like it's so fucked up because. Black people don't really, and I, I say, I know that there's a lot of black people that, you know, they have businesses, they're doing great things, but I'm just speaking as far as the majority of black people, black people don't own shit. Like, I think the best way to affect that is if we could say, who's the company that's supplying the police department with all shit? If... Let's say if if we own that or if we was even in business with the people that own that and we would be like, you know what? We ain't doing shit with you until you pull all that shit from the police department. We don't want them to have shit. You know what I'm saying? Like like all those little chargers that they drive in, let's say somebody Dodge was in business with Dodge. Yeah. And Dodge was like, look, nigga, we ain't servicing no fucking cars. We ain't doing shit till y'all arrest the niggas that killed Breonna Taylor. But we don't have that kind of leverage within the black community. You know, that's what I mean? something we gotta like, we grow. Just gotta hope, we gotta hope that we yell and scream loud enough that somebody be like, you know what, that is fucked up. Let's do something. But those same niggas not willing to take the bullet, which would be, yo, know, you would have to lose out on money initially before shit could happen. But I think within two fucking days of them not having a car service with them not having, you know, the supplies that they need just to do their day-to-day job. You know what I'm saying? If all these companies that was helping the police department run, if they was like, yo, we we cutting that shit out. We ain't, we ain't aiding in none of this shit till y'all arrest these niggas. I can't it argue that. literally like the, like the flip of a switch, bro. Because I agree with that. You got you to gotta affect the money to make change. And that's why I think in Dallas and in Colorado, Dallas as a city with them, with the Mavericks helping because the players was like, yo, we got to fix this shit. And Mark Cuban actually doing some shit. They got chokeholds uh, changed and they still they're still fighting. They got the chokehold shit removed. They got some other shit removed. And then in Colorado, they said the Nuggets had a big hand in messing with qualitative immunity and their owner helped with that shit. So it's like it it it's happening, but it's not happening at a rate where it's like it needs to happen. You know what I'm like it's happening, but it's happening so right. slow and, and in select places too. Yeah. I mean it, it it's gonna happen slow. It wouldn't be, you know, unless like what I was just talking about, we just had, you know, super ownership of shit. Yeah. Don't and that that in itself would take time to flip around anyway and that's why but that's why we need the community shit that you was talking about to grow dramatically and then we need the laws to change so we can get our education system better yeah so we can that that shit i actually seen a thread on that today where this chick she was talking about how she doesn't think she'll send her kids to public school just because it took her years to learn the truth behind all the lies that we were pumped over the years. Like, even when you think of Black History Month, just as a, you know, just what it is, surface value. Everybody that they talk about during Black History Month is like 
some slave nigga or you know what I'm saying? Somebody who like, bro, our history is not slavery. You know what I mean? That's why why, I I want more movies about us that's not during that time. Like, yeah, man, like why we can't talk about the black people that that were inspiring, that did crazy good shit. Like, why the only shit we hear about is the people who escaped bondage. Like, and and Harry Tubman was dope as fuck. Don't get me wrong. I ain't downplaying her. No, I know what you're talking about. I agree. But it's like, that's not black history that's not all that it was that's a part like our history is not just us fighting oppressors like we had a lot of black people in history that just did positive shit same way we talk about niggas like fucking albert einstein or thomas edison because his mind was great there was many of great black minds that we never learn about in school look how long it took for the hidden figure ladies to come out yeah, man. about the people like who the, the black lady who's was responsible for doing all the number crunching to get the man on the moon. Yeah, and Which like is nuts, and we didn't get that till like 2014. That's fucking nuts, bro. Like shit like that blows my mind, bro. That and, and like when you look at it in a in a history textbook, that shit is nowhere like completely omitted, bro. Yeah, no, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? All we know is what's his name, Neil Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, All we but, know is some white Buzz nigga. Aldrin. That... <laughs> yeah, like come on, man, get the fuck out of here, bro. No, you guys, and look, and I, and as someone who went to private school, even and it's crazy because my private school actually called me. That's why I respect them. They called me and they were like, "Yo, do you think we should? How should we add?" in the idea of black history. And I don't think that's me saying anything. They just, they someone who t- taught there asked my opinion on it, like someone who I'm close with. And it was just like, yo, I respect you calling me. Cause like y'all, y'all could definitely add to that. But even at that place where they taught me stuff and, and I got not more knowledge than at a, at a public school about that. I still didn't even, it was, it was a, it was maybe a drop in the bucket compared to what I learned when I actually did invest in that you know what i mean so it's like that's something we got to fix and that's from a and that's from a school that that attempted you know what i mean and it's like they tried so you know so it's just like the fuck that they they did that though they hit me they hit me up imagine that that schools was even trying to but that's a private school though that's the like a a public school is not doing that right now (laughs) they're trying to deal with with covid (laughs) but great this is no disrespect because like i i know a teacher right now that's in public school uh, teaching during COVID, and they having a they having a miserable time. But bro, they're not worried about that. Everybody involved, bro. I hear school is a me- a hot mess, a hot bro, mess right now. I'm saying because I'm like, so glad I'm, I'm not in that shit. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm at the age now where everybody that I know has kids in grade school, and this virtual shit is a mess. It's a fucking mess. I didn't even think about this kind of issue, but there's like certain households, there's people that got four, five kids. How they all on the Wi-Fi at once on five different computers trying to learn. They all got these problems and- It's big, it's They hotness. trying to do it, but it's just not working. It's not working, bro. And, and I, then you got, bro, I, I seen vi- seeing all the fucking- you know what you said? I was saying, I, I know you've seen all the, the, the videos on Twitter. <laughs> About the moms? Just in the Zoom <laughs> class, bro. Like, niggas just wilding. But they had this one nigga, he joined the class, and he struck told his teacher, he was like, yo, I wish you would shut the fuck up. 
It's dirty and your voice is annoying as fuck. <laughs> like nigga just told that to the teacher and she had to kick him out the Zoom. <laughs> like, but that's, but that's, the, that's the issue. Cause this, this is high school. So it's just some nigga at the crib opening up his laptop and that's school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm actually worried. Cause I, I was worried that niggas wasn't learning enough in actual school. No, for sure. Niggas is high school age niggas. They just getting niggas kicked out and stand at their house. <laughs> In the yeah, 2K, bro. I mean, bro, I didn't see people make cardboard cutouts of themselves. Bro, I didn't see two people get robbed on a school Zoom. <laughs> like they were in the middle of class. Wow. And they got robbed their That's house. Wild. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I've seen Zooms. Oh, I've seen bro. things where parents are trying to teach. And the, pe- the parents, and look, I'm, I'm not saying y'all bad parents, because I couldn't imagine being in this time, having to teach three children at once. And all, and they're of the ages of five, six, seven. And it's all in that order. And she trying to ask her how many colors are in each box or how many numbers, one of them, one of the two. And the girl said she can't get the first one right. She in the next one she get wrong. And then she counts them. She counts them for the mom. In the, like she she counts like the mom puts things in front of her and she counts them and she does it right. But on the paper, she can't do the same thing. And the, and the mom lost her shit. Yeah. I was just That's like fucking crazy. I was just like, damn. I feel, I feel for that child. I feel for the parent too, because this is some r- rough times. Yeah, man. I I actually like I really pray for the teacher, bro. Yeah. They already had a tough job as it is. It's super nah, tough right now. Shit, it's like next level. And then the people in Louisiana, they there. There's some some people are there, some people are home. Like yeah. you have the option, I think, to stay home in a public school, if I'm not mistaken. But then some people go. So it's yeah. like they gotta teach the Zoom and the people there and make sure the people there gotta wear masks. It, hot mess. Yeah. Hot mess. It is, bro. This shit is crazy. <laughs> my mom, my mom worked at Karen Crow High and she in person, like they in person school them. Yeah. I don't know how they if they doing like a mix of, you know, it's like some days stream of the actual class. I don't know, but she actually there. Yeah, no, that the one I'm talking about that I know she's there too. And it's like they have some classes that come some days, some that come other days, and then they got some people that just stay home. So like I don't know how that how it's going down right now. It's shit's just crazy. But let's talk about something. Let's get our jokes in now. Now that we were serious for about 30 minutes, let's let's get our jokes in. All right. (laughs) 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 Bro. And I'm not king shaming if this is true. And trust me, I don't believe it's true. I got two, I got two takes. First off, I'm sorry if this is true and I'm king shaming. But bro, if Odell Beckham Jr. likes to get shit on, the world is going to hell. <laughs> that yeah, bro. I'm sorry. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to God that is not true. I don't believe it. There's always there's always that small chance that it is, it's- but I think it's cap. I think it's big cap. I, I think it's and look, ladies, ladies, do not get offended at what I'm about to say. It may come off offensive, and I'm sorry if it is, because y'all know where I stand with y'all. But I got to call a spade a spade, because if it was some jank-ass, crackhead-looking brother or white man or any man that was looking just atrocious, disgusting, just looking just the worst, 
And we said that one of y'all queens, like Serena Williams, was getting with this man and like this man shits on her. Y'all would say, fuck out of here. Y'all would all say, fuck out of here. And y'all know y'all would. So I'm, I'm so I'm, I just don't believe that woman. I don't. I do not believe Odell Beckham Jr. When you look at his girlfriend that he's with, and I know women are like, y'all would be surprised who men get with, and, and true. But I just don't buy it. I don't believe it. And I don't believe Adam 22's platform of no jumper. That's a, that's a whole nother conversation in itself because all them people are just cloud heads. And right. I'm, I'm going to get your take on that, Doom. But it's the platform combined with the woman's looks Combined with how she acted and how she just conducted herself, and then combined with I just yeah. I just got I just got a higher respect for Odell. I just I do I do I can't lie, and I and I put it like that in the beginning because I know if we found out Halle Berry was with the, with the ugliest person and he was shitting on her, y'all would say that's a fucking lie. <laughs> that's a fact, and and not even that because I won't even say like based off of you know the level of attractiveness. I'm just saying she looked like she on drugs. <laughs> and I don't think that that's the, that's the kind of female that Odell Beckham would have to get. I'm pretty sure there are bad women. If he was into that kind of thing, that would love to shit on his ass. <laughs> if he was in that kind of situation. You know if what it's I mean? true, like, yeah. I will say though, if he was into that kind of thing, I get a bitch like that to do it. <laughs> if, if me personally, if I was in, if I was in that kind of situation, I'd get a chick like that. Wait, why? For the reason being, for the reason being that we wouldn't believe if it. She ever said something, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it, bro. If his girlfriend now came out today and was like, "Yo, Odell like me to shit on him," I'm, everybody I, yo, no question. Yo, that's, Lola, that's what, that, you know who that is. That's Lauren Wood. That's a girl from Wildin' Out. That's Lola Wood. Shit, yeah, you had not believe it. Fuck. Yeah, dude, just use my whole all, my whole old, exp- explanation <laughs> on why and saying that. Well, if he be, was that type of nigga, that's what I would do. That's a fact, bro. If if you the type of nigga that likes to get shit on, I'm definitely grabbing that chick to do it. I'm definitely getting her. So I, I will say it's possible, but I'm still not rolling. Yeah. I'm still not rolling. <laughs> Look, if it's true, then God help us all. But and again, I'm not king shaming. If you're into that. Do your thing. I'm just saying this is just from my opinion on what I feel. I am, bro. If you're in that, you need to relax. <laughs> Fuck that. You need to relax, my nigga. That's that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. You're and I'm someone. <laughs> bro, I get that people into their own little bag of shit. That's what I'm saying. I'm not that king shaming, but that's nasty. Why? That's that poop. Is wild. Like that's someone's that body's waste. <laughs> man, you can get sick. Could you imagine, bro? <laughs> no. Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> that is crazy. Why do you think he likes to get shit I on just, I, his I, stomach? Man, I just, <laughs> Why do you think he gets shit on? It at? would have to be. It <laughs> would have back. to be, bro. Because you can't, you can't, you can't take that to the face. <laughs> They're gonna have two pink eyes. Can't catch nothing. <laughs> Nigga, no good on Sunday. <laughs> on his face. Yeah, I didn't even oh, consider his man. face. Oh, shit. That's oh. fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> Where that nigga get shit on? Yo, that's nuts. <laughs> okay, all right. Next up, we got... Bro, why does KFC still exist? And why did Chris try to tell us KFC is better than Chick-fil-A? 
I don't know. I don't know, bro. Yo. I tried it, like I was saying on Twitter, I tried it for the first time, maybe maybe a couple months ago, a few months by now, but... Uh, KFC is ass. It was very <laughs> underwhelming, bro. Very and that's something that I saw on my timeline. Like, it's I don't not even just... get how they, how they get off. Like, the, the menu is expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, it ain't like Popeye's you can go get a $5 box. Like, it's, it's Chick-fil-A prices. 15 Chick- bucks, nigga. You know what I'm saying? For some ass chicken. Fuck and that. some ass sauce. So- and I'm my good. thing is, this was a conversation on Twitter on, like, do black people like KFC? And, I, and I'm thinking, like, I don't, even my white people don't fuck with KFC. My white friends don't fuck with KFC. KFC is just trash in general. Like, churches, to me, is better than KFC. Like, I'm going to go get me a two-piece spicy from churches with a little honey butter biscuit and call that bitch a day. I'll never accept any church of slander. Churches is clutch. Yeah, churches kill. And it's cheap, too. It's like, that's my... Like, Popeye's, of course, is the best. That's what I'm saying. But, like, churches is... They'll they'll run a crazy-ass special, like a three-piece dart for $2. With the the fries. Killer. Some crazy shit. Can't beat that, but KFC is nasty. And they just got fries. Like... And I, I'm not hating on a yeah. potato wedges because that was kind of hard at KFC. And, and let me give KFC this. The one time when I was younger, this had to be when I was like in first grade, like first through fourth, they had like the barbecue wings where they had dipped them in sauce. That's the only thing I ever ate from KFC. The only time I ever went to KFC. And them things are long gone. And them niggas just trying to do fries now. It's just, just shut it down, the colonel. Shut it down. Next up, well, we got to talk about this because me and Doom are both, and this is kind of our last topic for the day. Also, let me just say real quick, joining the pod, we got Jazz Bandino, Jazz Bandito, Baton Rouge hip-hop artist, as well as Mo Black coming to talk about the Village 337 and everything that's going on with the Lafayette protests and the organization that's doing that. But because me and Doom are big Joe Button fans, big Joe Button pod fans, we got to talk about it. Man, what a what a if if Odell thought he had a bad day, Joe had a bad day the other yeah. day, and you could tell from his podcast this a week. Bad, a bad couple weeks, man. Yeah, if we be an but see, he I didn't in a rough go. We didn't talk about the Tahiri thing because I felt that it wasn't necessary. Like I felt like that was like a yeah. like you could tell that what that is. Like that's that's super clout. Like she she's she's lying. And when you hear, yeah, let me not say, let me, and let me not say. She's lying. I'm just saying, from what you hear from what Joe's saying, I'm 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 not buying any of that. What's going on? Because it's just it's just the way he conveyed himself, and just the and then like everything that was released, the evidence with all that. I felt it just wasn't necessary to talk about. But this we gotta talk about, just because there's a video with the audio release, which when you hear the audio, it's super sad. Like it's super it's super bad, sad. Bro. Like it's, it's really bad. bad. And then, like, they had the Twitter memes of saying he was jerking off his dog. And we can start off with that, because this is something that we both agreed with off air. That could be true. <laughs> like, yeah. And if it's true, that nigga's just gross. But, like, I could believe that. I'm going I'm to I'm say even further, it's likely. <laughs> I'm not saying I believe it all the way. Like, I'm not going to do that to him. Like, I don't but think he fucks his dog, but I definitely think that, he probably that helped clip him. that they, they released from the pod, I don't even remember that episode. I don't ever remember him saying that, but he he straight up said, like, yo, y'all niggas don't, don't take, take care, care of y'all dogs. Like, that's fucking crazy, bro. You can't be doing that. That's, that's like... That's nuts. Into an area where niggas that think shit like that is cool, you got to question their logic on a whole lot of other shit you know what i mean like i feel like you you, you mind not all the way there if you're doing that kind of shit 
Yep. So I hope that Joe not into that type of shit. But with that comment paired with her statement, it is looking a little likely, bro. Yeah. So, but 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 that's that's beside the point. Because if that's what he do with his dog, that's what he do with his fucking dog. I don't give a fuck. It's 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 about like the accusations of him beating women and everything. And I think from the leaked audio, if you listen to it, you can tell Joe didn't put his hands on sin. You can also tell that by her statement that she released, if he did do it, she'd have doubled down on it. She'd have, she'd have right. doubled and tripled down on it. Like, right. when Meg and Tori, Meg said, I'm not, I'm not putting nothing to doubt. And that nigga Tori, he found out that he said he was just drunk. Yo, that nigga Tori's out of here. We don't even have to talk about him yeah, no more. He, yeah, it's he, just he, over with. It's over with. You shot Meg, bro. Go, go your ass back to Canada. So, but with, with this, it's just like, Sin kind of did Joe dirty, bro. Did him dirty. Bro, I, I, think, I think it's past dirty. And I, I'll tell you why. She tried to I'm ruin gonna, him. I'm going to try not to go too deep. But protecting the black family, like just, just the simple, basic family structure, even if y'all don't work out as a relationship, you should want to put that effort, especially for somebody like Joe, who, if you listen to the phone call, he was obviously trying to be a part of his son's life. He's obviously trying to do. He's crying. Yeah, bro. He's obviously trying to do the right thing. And as a money grab, as a way to lock in some income, you are willing to do the shit that she did. Cause that call is fucking like that, bro. As a, as a father, and I, I deal with little shit with the mother, my kid, that, you know, kind of resembles that situation. So I got, I got a personal experience with that type of shit. That right there, and I, I get that she's not black, but once you become the mother of a black son, you got to take, you, you take into account the black person's struggle. And, and Joe Button's kid will need his dad, especially with how shit is going. Like, I, I think we really moving backwards at a rapid pace. Like, we, we going back to some, some cra- as far as like just the way race relations is in the country right now, we are going the opposite way. He's going to need his father. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about, think about 10 years from now. How old is Joel's kid? Like what? Gotta two. be three. Yeah, two, two, two three. three, something like that. So Still in 10, 15 years, bro, which like saying that today, that sounds like so long from now. But 10, 15 years on, in, the, in the aspect of progress and what could realistically happen in 10, 15 years, I don't think we'll be too much ahead of where we are now. Like, and that's real unfortunate just saying that, but he's going to need Joe, especially somebody who's smart like Joe. Joe obviously learned how to navigate in a society that wasn't set up for him to win, and he became very successful. Why would you want to block that off from your son? That's that's really fucking bad, bro. And it's just like y'all on the I just I'm judging the person. It's just like, yo, you're on the on the phone call with someone else. Y'all are muting the, the thing. Y'all laughing at him. And this is the sin to your lawyer. You're trying to get him to you're essentially trying to get him to get mad at you and berate you and in and, and really just show that you're unstable. 
He's she's trying to make it seem by the courts that he is unstable. And you're saying all these things like the drag thing when he you could tell when he brought it up, he was like, what are you talking about? And she she couldn't say anything because it didn't happen because she knows she's giving this to her lawyer. And at some point, you could kind of tell that Joe probably in his heart of hearts knew that was happening because he stopped talking. Yeah, there, there was a point in the phone call where he literally said, oh, okay. I know what I time it what's is. going on here. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. Like, he caught on midway through the call that, like, she was baiting him into saying certain things so she could give it to a lawyer. Like, yep. he knew. I got to say, the call went 15 minutes before that point happened. Yep. And he stayed calm. And he literally was like, yo, what do I have to do for us to just have a conversation like responsible parents, like regardless of how you feel about our relationship. Cause she kept saying, what don't you get Joseph? It's over. Like, and he was like, I understand that. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I understand. Like, we still have a son. He's like, that shit ain't got nothing to do with nothing. You can still love somebody and want the best for the, their situation and your son's situation and not want to be in a relationship. I feel like as a parent, you owe that to the other parent. Like you can't, for your child's sake, like that whole combo. And I don't know if you've seen her reply to it, but I saw some of it. It was that, just she, she just she tried to cover her a ass. Bunch of, yeah, it was just she a said bunch, a bunch of, of nothing. Bro. Yeah, it was just nothing. Yeah. And then when she said Joe's Joe's a good father and everything, and you could just tell like you knew you messed up. It was just like. Why not just come out and say it, but you can't because you're trying to protect your ass, whether it's if you go to a lawyer or in case these fans you have accumulated because of this, because they think you're going through a domestic dispute. You don't want to make it seem like, oh, well, that didn't you don't want to come out as a liar. Essentially, you don't want to come right. out as a liar. And, and, then, and her, my bad. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I no, go ahead. I, that's all I, I just you don't want to you don't want to lose what you're gaining from this. Yeah. And I, I think on top of that, her her whole brand is being this positive person. I don't know if you follow her on social media, but I follow her on Twitter and all of her tweets are like trying to be positive and uplift other people. Like that's kind of what she branded herself on. Yeah. So like she's a little Insta model and she does, you know, she got a little couple ventures that she into, but her main thing in keeping her base is providing positivity and sharing love and this type of deal like that's kind of where she steered her image so this right here it shows her whole base like yo that shit is phony yeah that shit is just fake and i'm i'm telling you right now bro i lost all respect for her as a human being i can never respect a woman that will use a child to see somebody else's demise yeah you know what i mean like that and I'm saying this as a father who has dealt with this type of shit, there is literally no worse feeling to a man than you wanting to be involved in your child's life. And you can't. And you can't. Because yeah. the court is set up to further that. They want the black community split up. They want the black household. They want all these black children to not have their father. They want the mothers to be dependent on what they can get financially from it. You know what I mean? And like, it's not a good look for everybody involved. 
even herself, honestly, she might not even realize it, but you don't, like, she's not going to realize that there's going to be a lot of trauma you have to help son through in the future. Because of all this, keep yeah. on on this path. And look, man, it's the, the court system's not, and, and let me say, let me choose my words carefully. The court system's in situations of child custody and par- and fathers and mothers dealing with that, the courts are in favor of the woman. And it's, it's men across the board dealing with that shit. It's the courts are in favor of the woman in those situations. Now, women in other situations, the courts may differ elsewhere. That's why I'm not saying courts are in favor of just men. Men don't have, men have a negative aspect in the court's eyes because there's other instances where that's not the case. But in terms of right. just marriage and child support and children custody, Oh, men are fucked. Men, men are yeah. fucked. And the thing Boom. is, it, they it's like it's like they want you to be a deadbeat dad. It's like, oh yeah. Like, it's I, I think it would be worse if that phone call went like, okay, here's this money. Do what y'all gotta do. Bye. Like I think that's yeah. more damning to it's like, oh, you don't care about being in your son life. No, this man is crying on the phone, trying just trying to see his kid. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying it it affects people. It's it's aimed towards like lower income black families. Like I think it's specifically set up the way it is to make it impossible for a father to provide. And in my eyes, I think that's like the father's main role is to provide. And then especially if you have a son to teach them how to provide. And you can't do that if, you know, you making 25 30 grand a year which is close to average and half of that goes to bullshit because we see it all the time it's women that get they they check the kids been wearing the same shoes for a year straight clothes all fucked up but yet they on ig in miami they catching flights <laughs> and shit. That, like, but he's right <laughs> like bro this shit is common you know what i mean and it's it's almost it got to a point and I am proud of black people in the sense of that there's a lot of people waking up to that, but it is still common for like women to almost like aspire for that. Like they try to trap niggas for that exact reason. For the divorce. Like they, they, they want to have a kid. And, and just like what happened with sin, she was engaged in everything, got the ring. Once you get the kid, you're like, oh, I got this nigga. It ain't no point in sticking around. What I need to stick around for? Well, I, I mean, in that in that situation, Joe did cheat. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that all the way. But she but but she took it to another level with this. Yeah, but I think regardless of what he did, though, you know what I mean? Like, what does Lex got to do with that? Yeah, no, you, and that's what I'm saying. And that's why I said I understand why they didn't get married or anything like that. But I'm saying, but but to your point about like, what does that have to do with their child? Not not a damn thing. That's why this situation yeah. is a thousand percent wrong. Yeah. When the Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I, they I trying lost, to get him, I man, because he, Spotify, Spotify sending them people after him, bro. The, the smear campaign bro, is real. A hundred percent, bro. Spotify is fucked up. <laughs> like I never, I never like until I started paying attention to all this little shit. And Joe Rogan going through it right now with Spotify. They took, they took some of his. Yeah, they didn't put all of his episodes on on Spotify. They took like the politically Damn. charged ones off, and like his fans are pissed. <laughs> and they're like, Joe, did That's you sell out? Up. And it's no, Joe didn't sell out of Spotify. <laughs> 
That's fucked up. They're going to have a problem, bro. If Joe decides somehow to walk, like, I don't know where they at contractually or what's the option, but I'm sure them just pulling episodes that they decide was, they don't yeah, want to supposed Yeah, he was supposed to have his full back catalog, and he didn't, and I'm sure that's a breach of contract. Joe Rogan will... Yeah. If he leaves after they fuck Joe, it's done. Because they, they you, branch. You got rid of Black Joe and White Joe? You tripping. <laughs> yeah, bro. They they put... they. I feel like Spotify treated Joe Button the way they did because they had Rogan. Yep. Like, if, if the Rogan thing wasn't the issue, I think Joe's negotiation... Would have been easier. Would have went a whole lot different. It would have went a whole lot different if they didn't have Rogan in the tuck. And Michelle Obama. I'm not even... I wonder how that's doing. I don't even think that, like... If I never listened to... If we're being honest, I don't think that's like... And I know people are going to think, like, oh, you're downplaying. But, like, Michelle Obama is not... That's going to be like a... That's like an instant... You know what I mean? Like... Is she going to do that weekly? Is that, it's like, is Michelle Obama's podcast, is that a season or is that something that's going to go on? Like, what Joe Rogan brings to Spotify, to me, in the long term, is much more valuable than what Michelle Obama brings. And I understand that that's the former first oh, lady and whatnot, but like, it, that's not a big, like, that's like just like a season. We're about to get maybe a season, maybe, maybe, maybe two. Like, yeah, and then she done with it. I'm saying, I'm saying in the sense of the amount of people that'll go to the platform. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, in their eyes, them. they just want to, they just want to get people to download the app, subscribe. Because think about the amount of people. Let's say they only go there because they want to hear, you know, the twelve episodes of that Michelle, Michelle Obama's yeah, podcast. They gonna get it for twelve. Once weeks? they subscribe, bro, you you listen to the podcast, but then they like, oh shit, they got my favorite albums on this bitch. It's very convenient. I like it better than. Amazon or Apple Music, and they'll just stay there. Like, I think the amount of people after you stick around for a season of Michelle Obama, you probably just keep your subscription. That's keep true. Keep rolling with it. If you keep 50 you know I mean? of them, if you keep 50 of them, uh, like, if you keep 50%, then that's that's a win. Yeah. And even I if, think you, the, even the, if you if you keep 10%, that's still kind of a win because right. you got them there for those 12 weeks. Right. And and granted, we talking the, the size of the audience that'll show up. Like, it's huge, yeah. Podcast is not. You right. I'm I'm probably never listen to an episode. I might not a one just just to do it, but because it is Michelle Obama, I, I I'm curious on what the podcast will even be about. You know what I mean? I, that's so, why I might listen to one. You you right? Just to see what it is, see what she's right. doing. But I'm saying, if I didn't have Spotify, that wouldn't be the one to draw me in. No. But the size of that audience it's gonna that be big. will come in for that. It will, it's going to be huge, bro. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. I think I'm, look, I'm looking two, at it a long-term game because, like, yeah, the Roganites are huge, bro. <laughs> like, the, no, no. The, Joe, Joe Rogan has the biggest podcast audience in the world. Like, he, he's for killing sure, it. For sure. For like, sure. That's the guy. That's, that's, like, honestly, that's when we talk about podcasting, that's what you aspire to. Facts. Like, I don't think it'll get any big. He like the Drake of podcasting. He is. It's you know huge, man. He he kills it. Joe Rogan kills it. Speaking of podcasting, we got to talk about this because it's also in the world of podcasting. And then we'll get you, get you up out of here because I know you got to go. But uh, fucking Charlemagne, bro. How do we feel about the Charlemagne deal? He's a partner with uh, iHeart. He got the... The, uh, I don't want to mess up the name of his network, but he got a he got his a partnership. Yeah, fill, fill me in. Fill me in. Fill the listeners in, okay. too. Because yeah, I, I, I don't you. even... I listened to the Breakfast I know Club thing today. Like, I know he got a deal and shit, but... I, I don't, I'm not showing the details of it. He didn't give too many. Let me just start that by saying that. He didn't give too many, but hold on, man. What? He don't have the name of his shit? 
like on his IG. Oh no, I, I might have saw that on Elliot Wilson shit. But I listened to the uh, to the Breakfast Club this morning when they talked about it. I'm just trying to find the name. Okay, here we go. The Black Effect Podcast Network with iHeartMedia. So Charlemagne, the way, and I'm gonna use what, I'm gonna use the exact words he said. So he he said he partnered with iHeartMedia to create a network because the Breakfast Club is a podcast and he wanted to that changes culture. He wanted to have a network that changes culture with black voices. And he is the person that is curating said network and picking the podcast that will be on this network and bringing them to iHeart, thus having a network of people doing culture, like the 85 South Show, uh, Drink Champs. Um, hold on, let me see. There's a, there's a shit ton more. So, so he, more. he's going to have a network under the iHeart umbrella, but he owns yeah. the network. Yeah. He might own it 50, 50, 50. I don't know if he owns it 100%, but they, he's, there, there's partner. Okay. He said there's partner. He didn't, we don't know the splits. We don't know the splits of it. But yes, he's essentially the CEO of it that's like curating who comes on said network. Okay. That's, hey, that's big, man. That's, that's huge. Like, I'm, still, I'm still with Joe. Whenever Joe got in his little smoke with Sharla and he was talking about the ownership thing, I think Sharla should have did that on his own. You know what I mean? I don't and, understand why Charlotte's like that. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm hating because I am happy for Charlemagne. Like, I'm a, I'm a Charlemagne supporter. You know see, what I mean? I listen to the Brilliant weekly. I, I fuck with Charlemagne. I I'm fuck saying, with both of their perspectives because I, I look up to both of them. And it's like, I agree with you that Charlemagne should own stuff. But if he owns it, like, okay, I could, let me bring it like this. So let's say... Spotify was like, yo, we want to own this. We give you an exclusive deal. That's probably a no based on what Joe said. But if Netflix was like, yo, we want to give your network, we want to partner with your network and you curate shows and you own it, we just take a percentage and you get Netflix's distribution, plus you still own your... And if he owns it, I don't know if he owns it, but if he still owns it and has creative control, then I don't know what's wrong with that. Yeah. It just depends on I'm how a, much I'm he a, owns. Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a walk my thing back because I'd have to know the details. I'd have to know the thing. how the, the contract is set up, what's going on, you know what I mean? I'd have to know all that. But it appears, because it's with iHeart, that they still have some type of ownership of it. And but I'm, I'm, I'm basing is... my, my assumption off of how he talked about Joe's deal. Like, he basically said the Joe Button podcast wasn't worth what he was asking for. And I absolutely think that that's false. I think, because see, he, the way he said it, all right, I'm, I'm going to answer this, just that point, and then I'm going to answer, like, the iHeart shit. So, with that, he was right and he was wrong. I think Joe is worth that. But another point that he used with that was that Joe's not a network. And yeah, that is true. Like the and I'm a fan of the ringer because the ringer brings out seven to fifteen. They're giving they're giving shows, man. They're doing show like it's just Joe's podcast. And to me, the thing that I and I know Ian and them are probably doing this, but that I always message Ian about is like, yo, if y'all need to make another show, yo, if y'all need to make another show, yo, if y'all need to make another show. And I think that's the major problem is they don't Joe as a person. Yeah, you have pull up. Yeah, you have whatchamacallit, but that's not all under Spotify. That's that, You are a contract player. 
That's like if someone hit me up was like, yo, make a show for me. That don't have shit to do with the network. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm that just that's just me as a person, my stock. But in terms of the Joe Button podcast itself, they haven't made anything else besides that. And that's not that's not saying what they made isn't spectacular because I think they did deserve to get paid. But in terms of does he bring a network level of content? That I don't know. Cause that's unproven. You're on mute right now. <laughs> My bad. Fucking uh, I don't even know how I got on mute. But I, I think that that could be possible for Jim. Oh, for sure. For I, and that I don't disagree with. Cause it's, he he's he said in the past that that's his vision. You know what I mean? Like that's his long term goal. He's just trying to get his main shit in the right position to be able to do that. And I think if you're somebody like Spotify, you should look at how just in the past few years, how he's beaten the odds as far as what people capped him at. Because, bro, when you think about it, when Joe's podcast first started to kind of break through the noise, niggas didn't even think, they was like, yo, Joe Button's still a thing? Like, niggas, niggas thought he was done. Can I pose this? Because I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just trying to look at it as like if I'm Spotify and I'm trying to contract networks. Right. Okay. The podcast is a 100% success, correct? Right. Where do we rank the pull-up? I think the pull-up's a success. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it was right up there. In terms of interview shows. Yeah, with Charlemagne shit. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we agree on that. I would say state of the culture wasn't a success. If I'm being critical. Uh, I mean, it would, it would, it had to be your definition. Cause I think as far as streams and shit, he stated that too. In one of the recent pods at that, he, he said that the numbers they were doing on state of the culture surpassed their targets that they had when they started the show. So I think in that sense, it is a success. Like it might not have grown to be, you know, it's not what Diddy some Breakfast what, Club shit. It, that, it's, it's not what Diddy yeah. paid for because if it is, why isn't it back? Yeah, now that I don't know. And and that's that why and know. like and when he says initially it hit it surpassed. Yeah, initially it probably did, but let's not act like when Scotty Beam left, the show switched, and then when y'all brought that new lady in, the show was different. And then in the, in the it, I just don't think that show was what. Did he intended and what Joe intended, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and I mean that may be true. I don't I don't know, but I, I personally enjoyed it. For sure. Like, no, I for sure. Especially, for sure. especially once they brought Ebony in. I agree. Like, and Look. no disrespect to Scotty Beam, because I really like Scotty Beam. Like I still to this day I follow what she's doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I, I check for her. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Scotty Beam, but I think the show switch, especially once the switch happened, this was like in the middle of all this social injustice shit and like everything was political, like all the big headlines was political issues. Ebony brought a whole new perspective. They needed that's that. No, what for sure. Does. I, you know what I mean? And look, I, bro, I fuck with Jinx. Jinx is my nigga, bro. Like that was a good ass show. I, I think that it, it still got the potential to grow. I hope that they didn't like cancel it or nothing like that. And, and look, I'm, did, I, right? I don't, I don't think they did, but it's just not back yet, and there's no word of it coming back. There's no nothing. So maybe, yeah. 
and I'm just judging off of that. I think that might be COVID related. But if that show do that show, but if that show was do it over Zoom, if it was Breakfast Club, like if this show was what I think Diddy thought it was gonna be, they would have been on Zoom right now. There's no doubt in my mind. I just don't think that show performed as like I liked it, and this is just me looking at it from like if I'm being critical of the hits that Joe has. This is his only miss. And if I'm a network, if I'm being conservative, and this is this is just me, and I'm not capping for Spotify because I don't agree with him, but I'm just I'm I'm capping for what Charlemagne said. If I'm them, you have one hit, one success, and one that by yourself is a success. But when you when it's shown that you have other people that's not your friends, it hasn't, we haven't seen it. You haven't shown me that. So I'll give you the Rogan deal, but I can't give you what Bill Simmons got because you don't bring Bill Simmons level content. I can't. Yeah. But I'll give and you I, the yeah, Rogan I deal. I can I can agree with that. <laughs> I think though, like as far as and, and like I said, I'm not arguing for Spotify, I'm arguing Charlemagne's point. That's all I'm doing. Right. And I, I can agree with that point. Like, I, I, I can see his train of thought. But I'm thinking if I'm Spotify and I'm the one sitting down in meetings with Ian and Joe, you know the direction that they're going to take it. That's true. You see his track record. You see what the pull-ups are doing. You see what, even if State of the Culture isn't, you know, some big hit, we can't ignore the fact that Breakfast Club is pretty much on the way out. Who else would control that? Like I'm saying, as a black person, that I feel like those shows are necessary. We need an outlet that can give us news from our perspective and it be like truly respected. Because I fuck with podcasting, but the thing with podcasting is, it's too raw. Like it can, it's literally just you know some people setting up mics at the crib and just speaking on how they feel about shit. But whereas like the state of the culture are. Breakfast Club, like those type of shows, they're more aligned with, you know, similar to what you would get on a on a news outlet. Like it's shit that like, okay, we got to actually fact check this. There's a team of people, you know, finding out what needs to be, to be talked about. Yeah, know, no, I, I yeah, like we need that. Like, I think yeah, that's I important. And I think if, if anybody at Spotify had a brain, you can foresee all right, Breakfast Club is on the way out. This nigga is going to be a part of the biggest but that's show if you believe in that, that realm. That's if you I, believe I do. I See? personally do. I think, I think if State of the Culture keeps going, in a year or two, we are looking at the biggest show that's in that. I don't, I I don't even I know what those flipped, type of shows are called. I might have flipped on the Breakfast Club being over thing. I might have flipped on that. Because... I think, I think he and Charlamagne squashed that shit quick. Them niggas about to get a check because <laughs> they're about to be the flagship podcast of this shit. I heart's paying them niggas twice. <laughs> they're paying the Breakfast yeah. Club. Like Charlamagne's getting three checks from, well, he's getting his partnership shit for being the network person. Then he getting a check for being on breath, doing his Breakfast Club shit, which is separate. And then he getting checked from the network for being the main podcast of said sh- of network. So like, I don't think Ian, I think Ian them squashed that shit because they was looking mighty like the old days, this bad, these last two videos I watched. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, had, shit. 
I'm not even gonna cap. I haven't watched The Breakfast Club in a minute. It's been a, no. And look, I I just started like a, a week ago. I just started a week ago, and I'm like, okay, because someone tweeted. There was like, Charlotte and he look like they squashed it. I was like, let me see what's up. Yeah. And it's and it's he actually like they, he talked about didn't something come out recently where she uh she talked about their beefs. <coughs> Excuse me. She talked about their beefs on her podcast recently, like within the past few weeks. Like she was basically saying how um, they keep a professional work relationship that outside of the breakfast club, she still does not fuck with him at all. (laughs) And this this was something that I I just read recently. Holy shit, I'm about to go listen to that. I'm going to listen to that ASAP as soon as we get done with this. Oh, snap. That's crazy. Since she don't fuck yeah. with that nigga. That's wild. She don't fuck with him at all. Like, she said their relationship is strictly a Business. co-worker relationship. But I know I know Charlemagne and Envy, they still tight. Yeah, they, they cool. Still, they fuck with each other just as people. You know what I mean? But I think if the Breakfast Club, if there's even the slightest bit of smoke in that situation, that leaves state of the culture... To take off. Oh no! If you write, it's way way better produced than the Breakfast Club. That's true. But that's because that's because the Breakfast Club is at the end of the see, and this is why it's hard because you can't judge the Breakfast Club by their video content. You have to judge them by how they sound on the radio. Yeah, because that's where they're successful at. Yeah, and they are a one radio show. I don't think there will ever be a radio show. They they the last great radio show because radio is pretty much dead. And it's and like, that show is this everywhere. This is the new radio. What me and you doing right now? This is the new radio. That is a fact. You know what I mean? So as far as like radio shows, they are the last great radio show. No, I never look, be I can't nobody. Agree. As far as that, like I can't never talk shit on on the Breakfast Club. What they doing on radio? But I'm curious to see in the internet space how they move. Can they keep up? Because I I think eventually them sitting down in the iHeart Studio. It's not gonna work out. You know what I mean? They're gonna have to come with some some different type of content. Cause I, I can already see podcasting shift like shifting into something different than even what me and you doing right now. Like it's yeah. just making a, a shift. They are doing it is moving, so we're gonna have to see. But that's congratulations to Charlemagne, man. Got your little got your new network. Yeah, big 18, up Charlotte, man. 18 shows, uh 18 podcasts, 85 South. Yeah, they're gonna have 18 this Damn, fall. Yeah, that's he, dope. He giving a lot of black people voices. So that's that goes back to that community thing we were discussing. But he got all right, so I got the list now. Drink champs, all the smoke with Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes and I'm gonna be on the network. Uh the 85 South show with Carlos Miller, DC Young Fly, Chico Bean, horrible decisions. We talked about that Damn, one here a lot. Uh dropping gems with Devin Brown, holding court with Ebony K. Williams, carefully dope. reckless with Jess Hilarious. Street politicians nope. with Tamika uh, Maori and my son, uh, Zuri Hall's pod, uh, and a bunch of they got a shit ton of people. The rest of the people I don't really know, but they got a lot of people got spots. Steve Smith's getting one, Steve Smith Sr., the wide receiver. Do you, do you see the um Billy and the Beast podcast on there? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, that's not in there. Fuck. That's my podcast. I know he real tight with uh L'Oreal and Wax, so I was hoping it was gonna be on that network. Oh, that'll probably be. I'm sure. Wait, no, that's gonna be there. I thought you was talking. I thought you yeah. was talking about uh about uh what's his name? Um, what's his name? Uh, at 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 Barstool, Gilly. I thought you were talking about Gilly. Oh nah nah. <laughs> I, I don't talk about Gilly, Gilly bro. I thought I you were talking about. Gilly. Oh yeah, Wax them gonna be on there. 
I hope so, man. I feel like Wax. Wax getting a job. No, Charlotte, Charlotte gonna he take care need, of Wax. Like a legitimate situation, cause that podcast right there, bro. And I, I don't mean to plug another podcast on this. It's shit, fire, but that is a funny ass pod, bro. Damn, bro. Like you gotta peep the most recent episode. I ain't even gonna get much into it, but that nigga Wax is hilarious, bro. I'm a peep game because I I definitely liked Wax's commentary on Brilliant Age. But that's all the time we got this week, dude, man. Tell the people where they can find you on social media. At Doom SJE on Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all get at me. Y'all be sure to go follow Doom. Let's continue the show. We got Jazz Bandito coming on to do his interview. We're talking about his new album, The Truth. And we got a world premiere of his new song, God Bless GD, right now on the podcast. When I die, show no pity, send my soul against the city. Dig a hole six feet deep, play six stairs at my feet. Place two shotties, cross my chest, tell my folks I did my best. For the soldiers laid to rest, love GD and God bless. When I die, show no pity, send my soul against the city. Dig a hole six feet deep, play six stairs at my feet. Place two shotties, cross my chest, tell my folks I did my best. For the soldiers laid to rest, love GD and God bless. I remember long nights when we used to cry behind them. Brother facing life, it ain't no use in crying by To die about it, we ain't get no fucks. We never did, we was coming up. Just some trouble kids, we was trying to find. Highways in life, you roll a dice. This ain't paradise, this the path that I chose. This a dirty fucking road, came up out the gutter like nigga, what you want? Nigga, what I know from the streets and they flood. If it's a drought, bitch, you know I got the drug. When I die, show no pity, in my soul against the city. Dig a hole six feet deep, place six stairs in my feet. Shotties cross my chest, tell my folks I did my best For the soldiers laid to rest, love GD and God bless When I die, show no pity, send my soul against the city Dig a hole six feet deep, play six stairs at my feet Place two shotties cross my chest, tell my folks I did my best For the soldiers laid to rest, love GD and God bless This week's special guest is none other than Baton Rouge hip-hop artist Jazz Bandito. He just dropped his new album, The Truth. Jazz, how you doing, brother? I'm feeling good, bro. How are you? I'm doing well, man. As well as one can do in these these times that we're in right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I understand. I understand. Yeah, as well as one can do. But, you know, I want to ask you before we even get started with the music because... You ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing with just everything that's just been going on? And I'm assuming you're from, you got people in Lake Charles because of just the, the level of like intense way, like not intense is the wrong word, the level of commitment and like just good shit you've been doing out there. Yeah, bro. Uh, I'm born and raised Lake Charles. You feel me? Um, so a lot of my people from there. Uh, so, you know, thankfully... Um, we are blessed. My family is blessed. We have a hedge of protection around us. Thank God. You know what I mean? All the houses with like shingles missing. You know what I mean? Sheds in the backyard. Um, but knowing that and then seeing these pictures constantly and seeing the pictures and stuff, um, I just couldn't. I couldn't just sit there. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I had to go back. So I went back and, you know, dropped out of pocket. And then when people saw that, they started giving. And, you know, I raised 
I, we almost touching four. I didn't probably spend four thousand dollars just going back yeah. and forth. You know what I mean? Um, and that's a blessing to be able to yeah. do that. Like I ain't realize I was there yet, but you know, I people do listen. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's huge. That then, just shows when you're doing something good, people follow. Yeah, yeah. But I I knew they needed it. If not if not us, who? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if not us, who? Like it got it's to the point. You know, shelter's turning people away. You know what I mean? Um. Some people didn't have insurance, bro. Like, like the first time I went, it was so bad. Like, you couldn't drive down the roads. Roads weren't. This is a place I grew up in. It's, it takes 15 minutes to get from one side of town to the other. It takes two hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't. You don't even recognize where you're going when, like, and and that shit hit different. It did. Um. I, oh, I'm gonna plug myself this whole time. Hit different. I got a song with MCDB. Hit different. <laughs> if you don't know about that, check that out. But yeah, man. Um. I'm doing good though. You asked me yeah. how I was doing. I'm doing good. You know what I mean? Uh, Cause I couldn't just sit there. I was tearing me up. And it, the pictures don't do it justice. It's way worse in person. Um, but it's getting better. And and even seeing what a couple of days of work and ethic. I mean, uh, hard work ethic and then effort. You know what I mean? And people teaming up and people going get at it has accomplished. Um, I got a lot of faith. You know what I mean? 100%. Tell the people just real quick, because I'm, I'm going to get you to plug multiple times. When you're doing good shit, I got to let the people know. Tell the people what they can donate to, at least for what you're doing, and, and what they can uh, um, get at you to where you can uh, get in touch the people. So I'm doing everything, you know, myself. I, I started out of pocket, and I'm taking donations. I don't have a GoFundMe or anything like that, but I do have all the money apps that you need. I got Zelle, QuickPay, Cash App, PayPal, Venmo. All of that is on my Instagram. It's posted there. Um... I don't feel like, you know, spelling all that shit yeah. out right now. But you could go look and it's spelled how it's supposed to be spelled and you can find me. And if you have my phone number, you can hit me up. And, you know, I mean, I'm not like some big headed person. You could DM me. If you're cool, I'll give you my number and we could go from that. Like, you know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be money. And even if it it's a time. dollar, I want to stress this. It can be time and we really need hands out there. But I know that's a lot to ask of people that aren't from that community. See, I'm from there. You know what I mean? It's different for me. I'm a fucking walking after. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so, your home. Yeah. So, but I understand that it's not everybody's home. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Colorado been on fire. We're not jumping for Colorado. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it's, it's the world is going to shit everywhere. I understand. But I, I got to help my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, but if, if somebody wants to contribute, I'm not even asking them much. A dollar, you know what I'm saying? Something simple as a dollar can buy somebody deodorant out of Dollar Tree. And when you don't have water that's running or potable, uh, you know what I'm saying? Lights yeah. or AC, like that means something. So, you know what I mean? Like we're going to make it straight. I promise you, I'm going to make it stretch to the umph degree. Like, so that's what we're doing. Um, Hell yeah. So I want to ask you being that, that that's what you're doing. That's the type of person you are. So what got you into being a rapper and, and get, got you into music? <laughs> um, Kendrick Lamar. I was, you know, in school that wasn't working out. I was a smart dude. Uh, I ran into Kendrick at this concert. Um, and we oh, had like, so this is like, wait, 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 pause. Time out. When you said Kendrick Lamar, I'm thinking you're talking about like an album you heard or something. <laughs> no, this nigga say, oh, I ran into him. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I told this uh, not too long ago on another uh, interview. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Nilly met him the same night. Me and Nilly shared the same origin story. I ran into Kendrick at the merch stand. Um, I was tripping the whole concert. It was at the varsity. You know, he had the good kid, Mad City. I listened to him um, for, like, ever, like, from middle school. But it was, like, LimeWire days, so I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't look up music videos. It wasn't something I did. Um, but I went to the concert, first concert, because I went to college when I was 17. 
So I turned 18, went to this concert for Good Kid Mad City um, at the varsity. And then we kind of just pushed our way to the front, right? And he like looking at the crowd and he like hands up, hands up. Everybody has their hands up except for me because it just didn't feel right. I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, nah, I ain't really rocking with it. And he was just like looking at me like, and then I saw him at the merch stand afterwards and there's a picture. And I look like, like super thrift store out with a high top fade and like I'm geeked out, but I'm like, you know, shaking his hand and we met. And I was just looking at him. He was like, what? And I was like, you just a little hood nigga. Like, and he was like, yeah. He was like, you could do this too. If you could write a paper for LSU, you could definitely do this. And I was like, okay. Damn. And then I did. <laughs> and I did. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, okay. So that was like, what? What would you say? Like six years ago, seven years ago? I was probably like, yeah, 2012. 2012? Uh, yeah, probably like eight years. So when, when would you say you put out your first project that you consider like your first real, real project? Oh, that was last year. That's oh, okay. I was 19, damn it, Bobby. Yeah. Real. So, so what? What was the buildup from like that 2016 leading up to to damn it, Bobby? Um. What you mean, like 2012? To yeah, yeah, Bobby? yeah, yeah. From when? From when he told you you could do it to to be into where you you are proud of a project. What was that work like getting to that point? Oh my god. Oh. Oh god. Ooh. It was a lot, bro. Uh. Meeting a lot of people, building with a lot of people, definitely building relationships, learning life, picking it up, setting it down, being distracted, figuring out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was a lot of that because you got to find yourself. Before you jump into this shit, you have to know who you are because you will be tested at a lot of angles. And it don't stop. It never does. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, you really have to know what your root is and who you are at the end of the day and what you're comfortable doing. And otherwise, you know what I mean? You're going to drift like, like, like driftwood in the Mississippi, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, um, I was going through that, and I didn't want to take it seriously until I knew that, and I was confident in my skills, you know what I mean? Um, so like it, at first it was a lot of practicing and listening to music, and you know watching old Tupac interviews and uh, you know drugs and just you know doing that and writing and writing and writing and memorizing, and then it would be like open mics. Like one time I was staying uh by in the bottoms, and I walked to Tigerland to go to a Max Manili show in Tigerland. And like I met Goyella and I got his number. And this was a long time ago, probably like 2012, yeah. 2013, you feel me? Like, and you know, I was doing shit like that. I was I, I was still chasing opportunities. Um, and then that progressed and like I met like DB and Smooth and you know, Cutter and all these people that were also interested in music and doing music. Actually Cutter was doing music when I met him in school. I met him from, from LSU, we were freshmen okay. together, you feel me? Um, and he was serious about it. He was always serious about it. And when I started to get serious about it, he was like, I can't take you serious. Like, I can't let you record because you just, you think this is a hobby, you know what I mean? You're just freestyling and you want to, but he was like, I got to know your heart in it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? We didn't done South by together now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to, I put my heart in it. Once Kendra told me that, I put my heart in it and it took off from there, bro. Um, and it keep progressing. Like, it keep getting bigger. More and more accomplishments. It's crazy the things I've done, the people's hands I've shaked. You know what I mean? I've, I've been able to shake. Yeah. Um, it's, it's overwhelming to even think about. But I, I got to give thanks to God, you know what I mean? Because he navigates me through everything, gives me the wisdom to step high step and to be, you know, respectful and demand respect from others. And that's how I move throughout life. 100%. 
so with that switch, that conversation you had with Cutter, would that say would be the light switch that kind of like was like, all right, now we about to we about to turn it up from a level of like, all right, we've been we've been incubating, getting ready, getting ready to make that move. Well, even still, it's just like, uh, how can I put this? It's friendly competition. There's never a competition because everybody is 100% unique who you yeah. are. You know what I mean? So it's like never a competition. Once you understand that, nobody's competing. You know what I mean? Any Anybody doing well in your circle or around you or in your neighborhood or community is a plus for you. No matter how you work it, good or bad, honestly. But, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's always together. But knowing that, you know, and seeing people like Nar, my other producer. I met Nar, he wasn't he wasn't doing music and he got interested in music. And I've seen him invest, you know, thousands and thousands. This is like an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid. Invest thousands, going to debt behind it work his credit up, you know what I mean? Like yeah. really build his life around music. And I, if he could be that dedicated to it, I'd be damned if I can't write, you know what I mean? I'd be yeah. damned if I can't orate when I'm blessed, to, you know what I'm saying? Cause, cause even still, I don't, I don't bring that to the table. Back then, Cutter had a whole mic, uh, you know, the Mac, the, the equipment, the, you know what I'm saying? Programs like, and he was invested in it and I, his heart was in it. And yeah. that shit, that, yeah, that shit did stick with me. And 100%. it sticks with me to this day. Hell yeah. So before we get into get into the album itself, who would you say some of your influences musically would be? Oh, okay. Um, Tupac, Andre 3000, Zero, Kevin Gates, Kendrick Lamar, Abso, Kid Cudi, Kanye. Mm. There's some others that I really don't want to forget, but that's that's a that's a pretty strong list right there. It's funny you say Zero and Gates because that's I not that not that I'm talking to you. I see the Tupac influence for sure, but the the Zero and Gates. If you just hear your music, that's who it, it just click off in my head already. Yeah. Oh yeah. X X X X Tentacion. Okay. Real. Real. Well, let's let's jump into the album. So the first song you start off with is Holy Ghost, and I want to ask the first song sounds almost as like a repentance or almost an acceptance of like past actions you've done. Trying to move forward. Am, am I off with that? Nah, you like dead. Yeah, you dead on with that. Um, yeah, that was so shout out to Quadraholics. We done a lot of shows. They uh really bring a lot of rap to the Lake Charles community. Um, but yeah, I, I, we ended up putting them on there. That was supposed to be a feature on somebody else's song. It's oh, two other yeah. bad Roots artists, right? So we was at Joe's and you know, I just be at Joe's and I hopped on it. And they ended up not liking my verse. So Joe kept it and then built a beat around it. And then sent it to me. And I was like, Joe, that's hard. But I don't know what else to do with that. So I ended up sending it to Quadraholics. And then they smashed it and, like, made it a hit. And Joe was like, that's the intro. And we're going to go from there. And that's how we rock. Hell, okay, now, wait, 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 wait. When you say Joe, you talking about Swagger, huh? Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, no, it's cool. Ooh, I, he's going to be so mad. Swagger. Swagger music. Shout out Swagger. It's cool. I had, it's cool because I just had to. I had to like put it together. I was like, yeah, all right, wait, I'm his so name right. is Joseph. All right, for sure. But that so shows your relationship. Yeah, I gotta I gotta say that too. I'm blessing that aspect to, you know, be be friends with these people. These aren't just my Oh yeah, you body calling me phone hot right now. But these aren't just my um, you know, producers or, or engineers or, or or artists I'm getting features from. These are my friends, you know what I mean? Like these are people I grow with and, and go through life with and struggle with and learn and laugh and love with, you know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's 
Yeah, we on that level. But I do need to call him Swag because that's his business name. You feel me? This is a business. 100%. Okay, so then we get to Destiny. Who you asking to believe in you? Everybody. Anybody that's doubted me, you know what I mean? Myself, even. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah, that's still – at that point, we still in the past there, too. You know what I mean? I'm still reaching back, and I'm saying, like, basically, on some shit, I'm kind of bragging. Low-key, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. bragging. I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you believe in me? Because I'm doing it regardless. 100. If you don't, you know what I, I mean? I think it's <laughs> interesting that you also say you looking back, but you talking to yourself, too. Like, talk to me about that, that self-doubt in the sense of you may think you're the best and you're supposed to. And you're supposed to know where you're going to go in and where you're going to get. But you can't help. We're just human where that self-doubt creeps in. What do you do at that moment? Man, you know, that's tough, bro. Uh, I, I like to think about it like that everybody has those thoughts. You know what I mean? I yeah. get mad. I get sad. I acknowledge that. It's good to feel those emotions and go through those emotions. You know what I mean? Envy all of them, the good and the bad. Um, but I, I don't allow that to to be more than a moment because moments are fleeting. So I acknowledge it. I hold on to it. I understand it as much as I can. And then I let it go and I let it pass. And if it's something I need to come back to and meditate on or, you know, break down or, or actually solve, you know what I mean? If it's yeah. an issue, like, then I will. But most of the time it's little, you know, aggression things. Like, you know what I mean? Daily, you know, road rage, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, I'm getting really good at just not even giving into those, you know, the giving into those moments, yeah, yeah, unnecessary negatives. One hundred percent. So then you get to the truth. My, by the way, so I get eight on the truth. Gotta just gotta throw that out there. But yeah. y'all, y'all, he he produced this whole album, right? Um, most, most of it. So so I have a team of producers who are all my friends. Uh, Cutlass Beats, um, um, Nar Music. Swagger music, um, and I may be missing. I know Bo Sharp, but I don't. I don't think Bo Sharp made it on the album on this album. Um, because I was supposed to drop two albums. I was supposed to drop like a vibe, like singy type, and I was gonna drop a hard album at the same time. But I ended up just going with this one. Okay. And you know what I mean? Because I didn't want to overdo it. That would have been a lot. But I ended up going with this one. And um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm loaded, bro. What was <laughs> yeah. that? I was just asking you. I was just asking you how many songs he produced on the on the on the on the mug. Uh, man, I would have to pull it up, bro. I would have to pull it up, honestly. Uh, but I could a lot of them. A, a lot, lot of them. Talk to uh, me the about truth? your re- relationship with him. Where, how did that start? And how did y'all? How did y'all grow to to where y'all are today? I met Joe. Um, maybe through Smooth. I think Smooth had uh found a studio in the area, and we all went. Me, him, DB. Um. And yeah, we all went recording. That was my first time meeting Joe. And then we did the varsity. Smooth had a varsity set, so we did uh full circle at the varsity. But I don't think we had it recorded yet. Like I just performed it, and Joe didn't know that. He thought I was just like you know a hustler out here. He's like, "Wait, you rap?" And I I did like a thirty-two, and I ate it. And it was fun. It was amazing. And then we went recorded, and then from that it's been it's been history. Hell yeah, one hundred percent. So then we get to in her feelings. Man, why they hurt? Why she hurt you like that, bro? (laughs) <laughs> man i went through life bro you know everybody go through life i went through life uh so you know what i mean like <laughs> i i really her is is the god in me it's a dualistic oh, okay. thing you feel me um you know the goddess you know what i mean it, it's just off side everybody getting their feelings everybody be you know upset about things it's, it's just the things that you didn't come to peace with i feel like in past relationships i feel like that's the song for that 
Okay, hell yeah. So it's not you're not even talking about a specific person. You talking about just the emotions you didn't feel. I purposely, I purposely do not do. If I find myself writing specifically about one person or one thing, I don't do that because I feel like that's unfair. Mm. Um, at this point, especially, you know, what I mean, I'm I'm building a name. People listen to me. That would be unfair if I call somebody directly out. That's beef. Yeah, and where I'm from, you know, what I mean. And it, bitch, you play with my name. <laughs> yeah, no, for I'll sure. See about that. So I don't do that. You know what I mean? When I find myself doing it, I'll do it in a slick way. Or I'll, I'll make it to where, like, I'll talk about every time somebody screwed me over that way. You know what I mean? Uh, now I'm talking about a lot of people. If the shoe fit, then the shoe fit. And that's how you feel. Because you should. And that's yeah. the guilt I was trying to put on. But I still make it broad because, you know, you also have to have a broad market. If I get too too specific, then I'm I'm really, you know, I might be closing out a few people. They might be like, yeah. I feel like that because that happened to me, but that other shit, mm, I ain't right. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, cool. I fuck with that. You keep it broad enough in a sense that everybody can relate to it, but at the same time, it's about your moral principle and not not bringing somebody into that because you don't want no beef with them or anything like that or just any yeah. any form of, of negativity. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I fuck with that. So then we get to, bitch, you got me. Uh, You say how not everyone is Jordan and how your friends how you have friends that may hate instead of finding their own role where they could, everybody could do something and we could all work through this for a common goal. Just talk to me about that, that perspective. And you touched on it a little bit early in the show, but just, just dive in on that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, my real name Jordan. So, you know, okay. I, mean, I never played basketball. I, I wasn't really that athletic. I was good at track. I was terrible at football, but I never played basketball. I'm not a hooper, but my name is Jordan. You know what I mean? My brothers was great at, at basketball. Ball. My dad was a ball player, but I just, it never was me. I was a little nerd. I like to read. Like, you feel me? Um, so people always expect me to play basketball. So that's where that double entendre came from. Um, you know what I mean? Because now I'm balling. It's just in a different aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. What, didn't, how do, what about the, the idea of how everybody has their role to play and you shouldn't just hate on one man doing his doing his role when you could be helping and we could all be pushing to that yeah band. like i like i said you know um like a, a lot of people have been bringing to light about the situation in louisiana is you know what i mean niggas will fold their arms and look at you like man that could be i could be i could do that too yeah, yeah that's, oh but i could do that too that could be me you know what i mean and that's a sad mind state to have when Anybody winning is a plus. Anybody around you that has a light shining on them illuminates. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just straight on them. It spreads to the, you know what I mean? To so if we people. could brighten this bitch up, why not brighten this bitch up? You know what I mean? 100%. If you're a mirror, then you're supposed to reflect. If you're a light, then you're supposed to shine the light. You know what That's I mean? That's a fact. That's a one. It's better than the crab in the bucket mentality because it's like right. there's enough but. for everybody out there to eat. And that's not necessarily saying everybody has to play their role, you know what I mean? Because it's multiple people, like, it's people that are multi-talented. And I run into a lot of people that go through that conflict in life, like, man, I want to shoot videos or I want to produce, but I want to rap too. Man, if God bless Do you with both. all of that, yeah. why you got to put one down? Get really good at juggling one ball, add another one. Yeah, and if exactly. you could juggle six, bitch, you the boss. Like, yeah. Like, what, who, who would be mad at that? But a lot of people struggle with that. I see a lot of people that struggle with that. I'm trying to be in every avenue that I can, man. Don't box, you, don't box yourself brother. in. Yeah. I, I really want to get into voice acting, bro. I really want to really? Look, well, I, I, all I can give you is some advice from what I done heard from the people that do that shit. You just got to take some acting classes. Once you do that, you good to go, they say. 
They say you, but yeah. you got to know how to act first. So if, yeah. if any advice I could give you, that's it. But that, I, I love that shit. Anything, anything that's creative and that you could do shit like that, I'm down for all that shit. That would be dope to see you do, especially from hearing like some of how you, your vocal inflections are in music. You could definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, well, then let's get to supposed to be. The switch up that the switch up in, in uh, supposed to be was so dope that, that you and Swagger pulled. Why'd y'all decide to do that, do that switch up? Because I wasn't about to let Joe come in and body my song. The way he got me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, Swagger, like, I was like, okay, so um, other than Jose Xavier, I don't think nobody else has a Swagger feature or yeah. Swagger as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, he always the producer. That's a fact. So, you know, when I run into a roadblock and it's like my friend sitting here, like frustrated with me, like, come on, you got it. You could give me a couple more bars. I'm like, man, get up and you do it. And I'm going to record. And it's kind of a joking thing, but it usually turned into a hit. Sometimes we get a hit out of it. So, you know, I was like, Joe, we can't just can this one, Joe. Like, swipe, you did this. You know what I mean? Like, and he agreed and. You know, we turned into a gym. Uh, with Go Wavy, Go Wavy, my videographer was also in there, and he hard, hard, like one of the coldest rappers I know. You know what I mean? That song and is super tough. Up. Yeah, he was he was writing, and he was like, "I got something," and he went in there and smashed it. But when Swagger put that hook on it, and he was singing and stuff, I was like, mm. "This is a different one." Just, yeah, I was like, "Put the static at the end," and then I went in and did a whole another song. You know what I mean? You know. Because I couldn't let him end my song like that. I was like, mm, Swagger, you went too hard. I didn't I didn't mean go that hard, buddy. We gotta um, we gotta fix this real quick. Hell yeah. <laughs> that shit turned out to be a hit. So why'd you name the song Bobby Brown? Um, it was originally the whole project was supposed to be Bobby Brown. Um, but I didn't go with that. We went with the truth, because it's the truth. Um so that song, that was the first song that like I it was just a hook. And I would mm -hmm. perform it and just put whatever verse I felt like putting at that time for the longest, the longest, mm -hmm. maybe a year and a half. Um, and that was going to be what I built the project around. It was going to be Bobby Brown, but uh, ended up sitting on it for a long time. And then I threw verses I felt I like really deserved it. That were probably from back when I was just starting to write, just etched in my mind, you know what I mean? That I've been spitting. And um, I just wrapped it up with the project and I didn't feel it, it's no point in changing the title. It's been that. The longest time, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was Bobby Brown. 100%. So then on God Bless GD, one of the lines that got me that I that I really liked was you said, "Show no show no pity when you die." Talk just talk to me about that and why. And then even when even when uh another line in there, you was like, "He, he died anyway, so there's no point in us crying. We got to move past that." Okay. All I can really say about some of those things in there is that my eyes be bleed black. You know what I mean? I run with those, they bang six. That's all I could really tell you about some yeah. of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I kind of got a pass cause my my kinfolk passed away um, and that was his wishes. He was really into beefing up his knowledge on GD. Um, and my brother is a big GD, he my OG, a lot of people OG. And you know, he faced first degree murder in Louisiana and got off. He didn't commit that crime um, that's not to say that he hasn't done wrong in his life, but he didn't in particular commit that crime. So he went to jail and they was holding him on a charge that he was not guilty of as a black man, first degree murder. It's unheard of that you get out. And he did because we touched by God, you know what I mean? Because um, God bless GD. Yeah, 100%. Well, hell yeah.
This album is super, super hard. Tell the people where they can find it at, just uh, where they can get it at, where they can copy it at, because this album is definitely one that people should check out. So it's on uh, all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, uh, Jazz Bandito, J-A-Z-Z-B-A-N-D-I-T-O on all social media and streaming. Um, and it's called The Truth. And if you know, you're looking for some harder stuff, go look at Damn It Bobby. Um, I also got another hard project that's already lined up. We just getting the masters done and waiting on a couple of features. So hell yeah, when, when that's co- that's coming this year, you dropping two on them? Hey man, look, <laughs> hey man, say man, I'm gonna do what I can do, man. <laughs> hell yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, well this is the rapid fire where we get to know you a little bit and, and let your fans get to know you. Uh, because you're from Louisiana, crawfish or gumbo? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, crawfish. Alright, alright, gumbo or boudin? Can I do a tie? That's a tie, no, bro. I, we don't do no ties, bro. Okay, I can't always eat crawfish. I can always eat gumbo. Okay, bet. So you going with gumbo? gumbo alright, yeah. well, crawfish or boudin? Crawfish. Alright, well, then bet. Boudin last, then cool. That, that, that solves that problem. Alright, favorite movie or TV show? Mmm. Ooh-wee. Mm. Dog, that's that's another good one. Oof. Man. You can give me a bunch too, cause cause I'm here to talk about it. I'm I'm here, I'm, I'm here, man. You can give me a, as many as you can name. I like Teen Titans. The OG one? You talking about the, the cartoon? That one? Oh shit, okay. Who is your favorite? You big comic book head or what's up? Yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah, okay, bet. Who's your favorite superhero then? Shit. Um, Nightcrawler, probably. Real. Fuck yeah. I fuck with that. Nightcrawler's the, the shit. He's out of Marvel. He's probably my favorite. Him and Daredevil, probably the two. So you, you fuck with Jumper then? Uh, not really. Not really? Just more so Nightcrawler. Okay, bet, bet. All right, so we got Teen Titans. What else? Um, man, I'm trying to think, bro. Like, I don't, I don't really know what I've been on. Like, okay, I like Fear and in Las Vegas. Um, uh, like seven pounds anything will smith anything johnny depp pretty much I, i'm rocking with that um uh yeah blow johnny depp uh edward scissorhands um i like black mirrors that was that was tight um i'm watching lovecraft country i think that shit is hard yeah that shit that shit go down yeah that shit is super super hard wait if you fuck with superheroes just check out the boys I ain't seen a show I had to like watch a couple times in a while. It's so many layers. Oh, I like House. Okay. I love House. Couldn't air it in these days though. They they wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> that's funny you say that because that's so true. Oh shit. Okay, wait. All right. So I got two suggestions for you. I got a Johnny Depp suggestion. Have you saw the uh, Frank Serpico? I think I think it's called Serpico. The one where Johnny Depp and Al Pacino are in the same movie and uh, Johnny Depp's an undercover agent. I'm pretty sure that's called Serpico. Hold on. I watched that shit the other day. Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. I'm Googling this for you because I got to give you two suggestions knowing that you're a big Johnny Depp fan. Oh, no, it's called Donnie Brasco. I'm fucking, I'm fucking stupid. So. I'm not seeing that. Oh, I like, I like Carlito's Way. Oh, um, if you fuck with Carlito's Way, then yeah, you got to check out Donnie Brasco then, bro, for sure. It's Al Pacino, Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp fucking kills it. I like Holes. I like anything Shia LaBeouf, uh, American Honey, um, yeah. Okay, bad, bad. Did you see that? Uh, you saw the new one, Tax Collector with Shia LaBeouf? 
I need to. It, it's I, being that you're a Shia LaBeouf fan, I want watch it and then oh, tweet at oh, me. Let me know what you think. King of the Hill, Bobby Boucher, fire, bro. Loki, one of the best animated cartoons. Like, look, King of the Hill to me is is top five all time. Like for sure, maybe even top three. That like Bobby and Hank, fucking kill it. But then I got I like another suggestion for you. Check out The Boys on Amazon Prime. I think you fuck with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like The Boys. I was checking that one out. Yeah, I think the second season just dropped, huh? Yeah, it just dropped on them. What I was going to say. Oh, yeah, Adam Sandler, too. So, like, my favorite actors, Adam Sandler, Will Smith, Johnny Depp, Shia LaBeouf. Bet. That's a solid roster. That's a solid roster. All right, bet, bet. If you could go anywhere on vacation after Corona, where would it be? Oh, Man, if I go anywhere on vacation, I want to go to like you know Egypt or, or Dubai. Dubai, probably. Okay, real, real. Bet. All right, and then the question we ask everybody How would you want if you're the writer, director, actor to the Jazz Bandito movie? How do you want it to end? <laughs> how do I want it to end? How do you want it to end? You know, that's. A conflict of interest, because all the good rap movies, the, the rapper die. <laughs> In all the good rap movies, the rapper die. Before the end, sometimes. Um, I don't you, want to die. Yeah, you don't have to have it be that you die. <laughs> Shit. It's a show. It ends with a concert. It ends like it, it ends to the opening of a concert. Hey. Well, I'm I mean, two hundred fifty thousand people in the crowd. That's a lit. In the, yo, I, I've gotten a bunch of answers. I ain't gotten that one yet. That one, that's lit. I fuck with that. To, to where it ended, where it's just a concert. Nah, see, that's a good ending. Yeah, I fuck with I'm that. Doing this shit. Hell yeah, Jazz. Tell the people where they can find you on social media, bro. I really appreciate you coming on the pod. Jazz Bandito at J A Z Z B A N D I T O on all social media. Um, hashtag Help Late Charles, man. Yeah. I'm going back and forth still. We still putting in work. We got a long way to go, but we gonna get there. And y'all make sure y'all go donate to Jazz and everything because of what he's doing for Lake Charles, helping him out. He really touching the streets, man, and it's and it's really dope to see. So I appreciate you coming on the show, Jazz. Y'all make sure y'all get the truth. And with that being said, let's get into Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to send a big shout out to Jazz Bandito. Thank you for coming on the pod. Y'all be sure to follow him and help donate to his mission, what he's doing to help Lake Charles. He's not working with a, a big group of people. He's doing it himself. He's doing it out of pocket and he's really making a difference. Y'all go, like I said, follow him on IG, follow him on Twitter and be sure to check out his most recent album, The Truth. But joining me... I, right now, God has put it in my heart for multiple, multiple weeks just to First, it was Lake Charles. Well, let me first it was talk about George Floyd. Then it was help the people with the early voting, drive them to the place. And then it's just been constantly making sure people know about Breonna Taylor and doing all this. Then it was about Lake Charles. But something happened in my own hometown that you guys know of with Trey for Pellerin, rest in peace. And this young lady that I'm with today, y'all may know as rapper, hip hop artist, but what she's been doing has been an activist, a leader, someone that the community needs, someone that I'm super proud of, that I respect everything they are doing. And this is amazing. And I told her we got to collab on something. I already told her how I feel. And I'm not, a, and I, you guys who listen to the pod know, I'm scared as hell of Corona. I ain't come out of my house, so I can't, I, I ain't been protesting, but that's why I applaud people like her because she's doing it and she's making it work. And we're going to make something work with the voting stuff that we'll talk about later in the show. But 
everything that she's be doing from starting the village to leading these protests to she saw the movement was going one way and she came in and just put her foot down and said, nah, we going this way. We doing it this way. Super, super proud of you. How you doing, Miss Mo Black? I'm great. What's up with you? Ain't shit, man. Just as well as one can be, I, literally, I say this every week, as well as one can be in these times of Corona, fighting for Thanks. racial inequality, fighting for racial equality and all this it's shit. Awkward, it's an awkward time in history. It is. It's like a, some good shit is happening, but it's also like, it's just an awkward, it, <laughs> it's a strange feel, fucking time. Like, Do you feel when you go out in public, like whether it's to the store or something and you see other races, is it, is it, is it, I don't want to say tense, but it's just like, everybody's like, it's kinda, more tense than it was before. Like, yeah. it's, it's always been tense in some settings. Like, you know, it's a, it's some places I like to go eat where I'd be, it'd be like a bunch of old white people in there and they kind of like, be looking like, yo, like, what are you doing here? Like, and I'm like eating <laughs> like, just like y'all, like, you know what it, I'm saying? But it's definitely been like, people have been walking even on worse now because everyone is so like, yeah. You don't want them to be looking at you like, oh, she probably hates me because I'm white already. So it's like, and then you don't want them to be looking at you, you know, because like sometimes yeah. I'll admit there's been times where I even mistook it and felt really bad afterwards. Like, you know, it was a time I was with a friend like, you know, in Colorado and this dude, this old dude came up. He was like, y'all together? Like the way he yeah, said it, it was like, like, oh, like, what you about to say? And then he was like, y'all want me to take a picture of y'all? I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm, I'm about, about to kill to flash, myself. Right, I was about to flash out right on back. him. <laughs> about to kill myself. Like, I wasn't going to tell him nothing. I just thought he was about, I didn't know what he was about to say. Yeah, because like, uh, don't whether some interracial stuff. Yeah, no, I know. I know what you're talking about. Exactly. Right, like you know, we was an odd group of people and like, I've had, I've had that happen before. Like, oh, y'all are together. I didn't expect that. Like, you know, some shit like yeah. that. So. Like, yeah, don't, don't, don't judge me who, for who I love. God damn it. Don't even matter if I'm in with public, him or if I'm not. I'm in public, in public with my homies. It's a little awkward in public right now. Yeah, it is. One thousand percent. So I want to ask you, let's start it off because for the people that might not know who listen to my show, what did you feel? Because I know what you felt for George Floyd and for Breonna Taylor. I can I can kind of relate to what you felt, but it's different when it hits home, and I think it affected everybody differently. What did you feel when you saw it happen in Lafayette with Trayford Pellerin? I wasn't surprised. Like, when I went to the... I only been to one t actual town hall meeting. The town hall is whenever Josh actually replies to you. Yeah, and, stuff and they talk. The, right, the council ones, they just got to kind of take it. <laughs> they don't say nothing back, but, uh, like... So that one, I straight up asked, you know, I'm asking why I'm like, you know, I'm noticing some big changes is happening in a couple other places, not everywhere, you know? Yeah. But like, I just was like, that's crazy that you haven't addressed it much. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was but like- But you could talk about Trump every day on Facebook. Right. <laughs> every day. And like animal rights, all this stuff. So like, um, he basically, I, I was like, you know, I know you can't do nothing just directly. Like you're not the fucking president of Lafayette where you can just be like, I want this done now. Like, yeah. you know, but I mean, I just was like, what are you doing in to try to inch towards police reform or anything like that? I said, it hasn't happened here yet. Televised. I said, it has happened here before shit like that. It just hasn't been caught on camera yet. And I'm like, it will happen <laughs> like and, straight up. Like I told did. him that not because I was wishing for it because I just knew People are more, it's more of a reflect, uh, like a, 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 like a, a reaction. I mean, now. 
Yeah. Automatically pick your phone up like if some shit happened, like you know, like yep. even when you get pulled over. And sometimes I'll be scared to start recording if I get pulled over. Like the other day I, I got too. pulled over and I didn't want to start recording because I'm like, then maybe I didn't have no we don't I didn't have nothing, you know. Yeah, I was doing per I just accidentally had my lights off, you know, so he ended up letting me go. But it was just like I was do, fucking terrified, like every other time, you know. And it's like, do, do I you start record? Recording? Yeah. Even though I know I'm not doing shit, like, do I start recording? And now that might piss him off. And like, provoke, oh, yeah. Oh, no, you recording? I'm the like, you know, exact I'm like, if I'm gonna start recording, it's gonna have to be when they step away for a second, and I will just do it on the slick, like, and put it by my side. I'm not gonna start doing it like in their face, just me personally, not in that type of situation, because I don't want to, you know, you don't. Some of these people, no, exactly. I'm, I'm the exact same way, Mo. It's they're like, not all there, like you know, some of them. So it's like, I'm cause, I, cause I got homies that'll pull the camera out and put it in their face, and like I'm recording. I'm like, if they start I, chirping, I, yeah, I might, be, I might, but like I would more be like, look, no disrespect, I'm just recording you because I'm, I'm nervous right now. I'm yeah, scared. and I'm not trying to provoke you. I'm in that. And okay, let's talk I'm about my safety. Like you know what I'm let's, saying. Let's do a quick detour because I always think it's important to do this. I t when when I discuss with just white Republicans or just different white, I'm not going to even label it, just different white people who are trying to understand or some who are asking questions and they're like, they ask me, how do you feel about police? And they're like, you, you, you your parents are lawyers. When I, I'm like, that doesn't matter. I, every, every time I get pulled over, even if I'm not doing anything wrong, I am terrified. I am like absolutely terrified because yeah, like, I've been searched. Dude. I've been, I've been like pushed on the ground. I like Dang. all this. And then like the Dang. moment in the moment I mentioned my ground, mom's a but... lawyer, it's like, Oh shit changes. And it's like, everybody doesn't have that luxury. Everybody doesn't have that ability to, to say that shit. And I, and that, that's how it hurts me on the inside because I know if I get treated like that. And then the moment I say something like that, it changes. I can't imagine how people who don't have that luxury get treated. And then some like of me. you know, no, not to even make you nervous. Like you might tell that to somebody one day, and that might make him even go hard. Oh yeah, like, don't behind oh, it. for real. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Like you know what I'm saying. Like so, I just I don't know. Like it's 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 crazy, bro. Like yep. I just feel like they're going a little too hard or not. They just they they <laughs> they doing too much, bro. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Frightening. It's frightening. It is. Yeah, like. And then it's like. And I know people always like to say black men. No, no, black women too, man. Like y'all have it doubly as hard because they ex they expect a certain way for y'all to act, and then it's like they they always go with these preconceived notions and whatnot. And it's like y'all get it just as bad, if not worse. And and I just want to get your take on just how you feel when you get pulled over by a cop. Fucking terrified, like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like literally, the thought of dying will immediately cross my mind. Like, yep. not that I automatically think I'll die, but I'm just like, <laughs> damn, like, it's possible. Like, I don't want to go right like this. No, 1000%. It's possible if everything doesn't go right that I could die, right? Like, in a couple minutes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 been, and from I what I can tell, bad. we're being polite. Like, we're being polite as hell and we're still scared. And, you know, I don't think it fucking matters if you're polite. It doesn't. <laughs> like, it doesn't. You have freedom of speech. You know, I always say this, like, cops, y'all picked that job. It's not like the military. You didn't get drafted to being a cop. So it's like, you went out the way to do this job. That's like, you you picked it. You knew what came with it. You yep. know that being disliked is definitely one of the things that's going to come with it, for sure. And then also, 
like the dangers of it. So yep. you shouldn't be coward and scary. Like if you're going to be a cop and all fucking nervous and apprehensive and shit like that, that you shouldn't be that type of person. Yep. Like, and be a cop. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? You know, you like be jumpy. And it's like, and, and it's, it seems like you're only jumpy because you stereotype us and you expect, and you have preconceived notions of black people. And it's like, to me, you can't be a cop if you have preconceived notions and stereotypes of other races and other people. That and makes you Trump. jumpy. Trump just cut the uh the the whole program for the racial sensitivity training or something like it's fucking retarded. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, have to be like it's gonna have to be done on a state level. That's why that's why when when we get later, I'm gonna get your take on voting and we're gonna talk about that. But I just feel like it's gonna be up to the states to require certain type of training and certain types of things for the police. That's the only thing I feel like we can control. Yeah. At least for now, I feel like if it's going to start, and I talked about Jay saying, and I'll, I'll get your take on this before we get into what, how you started the village and everything, because I want to get to that, but this is just free-flowing convo. When me and Jay saying talked about it, it was like, we got to start at a local level, build up for the different mayors, different city councilmen in these different towns, and then get yes. more so get the judges, get the sheriffs, and then expand outward to representatives and senates. In right. Our- Once you grow with that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just told somebody that I was like, bro, like, we need to, like, all the young people need to get together. Like, I don't care. It could be you. Like, like it could be anybody. Like, I'll never run for office because I'm just... You know, I'm. I just yeah. that just wouldn't be my thing. I mean, I rap. I'm too unpolitically unpolitically correct. I'm too like, I'm too easy quickly to tell somebody to fuck off. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. I smoke weed. Like, I rap. There's so much shit they can dig up of me. Yeah. Like, I do mushrooms. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not, it's not. I can't. That's not your run. role. You know, but like, I mean. We could pick somebody up to have that role, though. Yeah, like, somebody can do it. And we can all be a voice. But I feel like the young people could pick somebody. And if we all, we all, we deep. Young people deep. We are. If we chose somebody and we wanted to control the whole motherfucking election, we could. Yep. And we have allies. Unlike unlike the previous generation, our parents' generation, where the white constituents that they were dealing with weren't necessarily allies. We and actually they weren't had, willing to be out and about. They wouldn't like they were closeted, if anything. 2020 white people are they some riders. Like they, yeah. they tell you, like, dog, you racist, fuck you, because black people did too much for this country. You know, and I'm and I'm and glad the- hearing that you who is one of the leaders of the village say that because I've been seeing too many, let me not say too many, but I've been seeing a lot of black people go the other route where it's like Fuck y'all, fuck the, like 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 we don't need y'all. And it's like nah, man. It, can't, it would be like, easy. It would be easy to feel like that. Yeah, it's like we. That's the easy way out. To you gotta be like, better than that. Like, and it's really not easy. But you know, I'm just saying. Like I have too many people people that are white that are that are good to you. Yeah. That I that you know, and I have friends that are white that I've that I've recently cut off to because Same. I noticed that. You know, we just yeah. got on the same page and it's just, I love you, but from, from afar, you know, but I have a lot of friends that are, that are white, that I never had no weird conversation with. I never had to explain nothing to them. I never yep. had to, you know, if any, if anything I'm explaining to them is just like how I feel in a certain situation as a black woman, but I'm not explaining to them, you know, black people build this country up. You know, we did. Yeah. <laughs> they already know all, all those little things like that, that you could throw in and have to use whenever you want against a KATC warrior, one of the motherfuckers on there. And they're riding. Like, That's the thing. They riding. Right. With so it's like, 
they fucking riding. Like, you know, not everybody, but quite a few people. I just was talking to my grandmother earlier. I'm like, you know, it's it's wicked out there, but they have way more like good hearted white people than they do racist negative people. I think. Yeah. I, and yeah, I agree with that as well. The racist ones is so fucking hard with they shit. And then you also got, you got them, then you got the like, the, then you got the racist that's not proud of it. So they won't, they won't say it out loud, but they are racist. And then you have the ones that's like in between, like they don't want to be racist, but they are inherently because of who they've been around. So the, yeah. you got like levels of this shit. And it's like, like, you, got like you got like yellow, orange, red level. Racist. And to me, let's like, say, let's say the red is the one that's out about it. Let's say the, the, the orange is the second one you said. Is the yellows that we got to try to, to and the yellows is why I have these conversations is to, and right. I know, and I know some of us feel, and I, and look, I agree with every black person who feels this way. When I say this, I don't, I'm not disagreeing, but I feel that if I get asked, I cannot not educate because I'm, then I feel in my heart, I miss an opportunity to convert someone to our side. Right. At least with the and yellows, like, with the with the reds and right. orange, I don't fuck with them niggas. Like y'all do y'all do right. whatever the fuck y'all want. I feel like you know, you try your best to like have sensible conversations with with a, a yellow a yeah. person that's in the yellow category, but it's like you're not gonna look at them the same after you've had to have that conversation with them. <laughs> like you know what I mean? No, you like you, you, if you're if you're a, if you're a gay person and you have to have or any LGBTQ person and you have to have a conversation with one of your friends that's like overly homophobic like you might not want to fuck with that person like that no more even and it might not it might and it's not even though the conversation you. went well in the yeah. and, and y'all came to a mutual agreement and y'all love each other you might still be like you know so it's like it's gonna come growth and i hope in the next generation too but it's like it is good that we have so much people that's like riding for us so we really could control the vote yeah the if the black vote was going to go a certain way, I mean, I have white people in my inbox like, do you know any black-owned car dealerships? I need a car. Like, they want to support black business, too. Yep. That's big. I and see that's a lot a of white people going out of the way to intentionally support black business. A lot of black people wouldn't know this because, you know, a lot of black people don't really be around that much white people. Yeah. So it's sad that their view of white people might be like some fucking Skewed. assholes at Walmart yeah. or from Acadiana High that they went to school with, some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's... it's it might not be like they have closed white friends. And then some of, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, you don't get to be around all the, all the different environments. So it's like, that's why I sadly, some people have a one-sided view. And I almost feel like it's the same with white people that might be racist. It like, is, because they, they don't, it, they, to me, I, I, I believe, and I, and I take it to, to the philosophical level. I'm a, there's this guy by the name of John Locke who believed that, all humans are instinctually born with a clean slate. They are born with nothing. We're born with zero. Through experience and education, that, that forms whether or not we get hatred in our heart. That's what makes humans evil. Humans aren't naturally evil. It's through the experiences and educations. And the question is, can you change that? And that's something that over time, I think we'll see. But like you said, I don't think people are intrinsically evil. You know what I mean? I right. feel like that's something that they learn. And some, I feel like even some of the evilers could probably change, but not all of them. No, one thousand. It would be like a phenomenon. It would be like, oh, wow, you actually changed. This is like a fucking world miracle. Like, you know, it's not going to be like every, all the, we converting all the races. Yeah. It's just about like. We're not about to convert the, the grand wizard. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
that would be something, bro. Like the Grand Wizard converts and he just like, like David Duke just comes out with a Black Lives Matter. And he just starts donating all his money, money like, yeah. like just giving it to black people. Like <laughs> I've changed. Oh, that, that'd be crazy, bro. Oh, <laughs> but something I think you said about supporting black business. I want to get your take on this before we get to the village. Cause like we just keep having these good transitions that I think are important. I feel, and I and I want you to bring this up to your, vig, your the village constituents. I'll, and next time y'all have a meeting, that's like just y'all. I'd be down to come pitch this idea. But yeah. I feel that to get change, of course, we need the protest. But I feel like the next step has to be affect the money. It has to has to has to be affect the money. And I think for if a week to two weeks, if all the people that we could get could not spend money at these white places and spend money at either the eight, get your groceries at the Asian market, the Mexican market, or the, the black grocery store or wherever, just not at these white businesses. I think Lafayette will feel the effect of that. It, but it has to be something that we all do. Right. We need to get like thousands of people to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like that. That's the next that's step. The shit I'll be on too. Like, you know, I'll be trying to think about like, you know, and I'm also new to this. Like, you know, as far as like, me we all are like we're just we're just we, we came out of normal living, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. to having to just fight for f- pick up where our parents left off 20 something years. Like not exactly. even our parents, our grandparents, if we being honest. Exactly. That shit is weird. Like that shit is hella strange. I'm not gonna lie. But um, it's like. I feel like, yeah, that, that type of shit is hella important. Like you don't want to just have just just protesting, but I mean, I feel like us and everybody else too, that I know everybody's working on shit behind the scenes too. Like the goal is always like to get some, some legal shit to change. You know, that's the goal. Like, I don't know how that gets done, but that needs to get done. And it, it, I think people showing that we care is a thing too. Like I was telling everybody the other day, um, go to the police station, like file a report. You don't have to have a reason. Like you can file a report against the the fucking police, police department. Yeah. Like, so imagine if we got like 5,000 people to go do that. That's a big has, that's a huge number, but I'm just saying like, just imagine like yeah. they have legally, they have, they have to do all that paperwork. And they somebody, Patricia got to follow all that shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Whoever it is, like they got to follow all that. Sh- and that's going to get aggravating. You know, they're going to start being like, fuck bro. These people are aggravating. Like we got to just give them something like, you know what I'm saying? You and- just, and there will be no peace, not just protests, just no peace at no all. No peace in general. Yeah, no, 1000%. And the fact that you said we got to change these laws, we have to look, not only is it a presidential election, but you see all the signs around town, city marshal, judges. Those are the people that we need to speak to, to, to know where they're coming so we can be like, look, if you're not with on this page, you're not getting the young vote. Straight up, you can get you can get your old people and maybe win, but and and that's why I feel like we need to the next step besides the money thing is meeting with these people who are running for election. And we have to, time because to, to get only, that. It's, yep, it's like mid September. That's next month. Late next month is early voting. So I mean, we got some November. Great idea, yeah. I would like to do that because I'm not 100. percent I only know like a couple people I'm voting for for sure. I Same. know. Uh, I know I ain't voting for fucking Trump, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just, I'm talking about locally. Like I, I picked a couple people, but I'm still, you know, I, I, even though I picked them, I still would like to go fucking talk to the ass. Like, yep. you know, and that's like, something that on this platform we're going to try to do. I've been in contact with some of them. Some of them have agreed. Some of them haven't. And we're going to try as we getting closer to get as many of them on this show so we can understand where they are coming from. 
Yeah, for real. Because I want to ask, you know, especially like if there's a candidate, I, I haven't, I need to look at every, every thing on the ballot right now and probably later on. But like, um, I feel like even like if it wasn't one that where there was black people that you could support, like, you know, black people stance on black yep. issues, but it's like the white people, they need to really be asked. Yeah. Like, you know, if we're picking out of a white can, all white candidates, we got to know. I wouldn't, I want to motherfucking know. I want, I have some questions for you, sir. That's ma'am. a fact. Like, you know, some tough ones too. Yeah. I have some real questions for you. And that's something like, to where we could. And I'm like recording a, you. Yeah. And that's where we can make a group and get like, let's say we having a, con- a town hall. We could get everybody who not, not just everybody on, like we could do a Facebook group or whatever and get people that if you want your question asked, put it in this post and we'll ask. That's a great it, idea. And we'll try to get as many as, and that's what this, that's what I wanted to have this conversation for to, to brainstorm with you uh, like in the open, in the open to where we can discuss and to where people can see that we're making a change. And if anybody out there has any suggestions, this isn't just right. me and Mo. This is, this is something that we have to work on as a group. And right. you, can hit, you can hit up Mo on Twitter at Mo Black, or you can hit the village up on IG at the village 337, or you can hit me up at LinBWT. This is something that we want to discuss. But Mo, and let's I'm get it. I'm proud in. of everybody too. Like, yeah. not to cut you off, because like even last night, like um, somebody hit me up like on Facebook. They was like, Mo, we need to talk. Like, and they just, was, I wouldn't even expect them to do that, but I respected it though. Like, you know, people are stepping up in our community. Like the young people, we, we fucking stepping it up. He called me and we just, you know, we ran it for like just 30 chop minutes it up. Just about everything that's going on, his views on it. You know, some of his views was different to mine. We just was running it and we just like, you know, comparing. And that's something we can't be afraid stuff. of as well. Yeah, I just thought it was dope. Like, you know, like look at us young black people, like right now, like we fucking, we doing good, you know. You can be a Republican, too. you can be a Democrat, but the, the, the idea of e- racial equality is a human rights issue. It transcends party lines. So if you're yes. a Republican and, and, you, and I'm a Democrat or I'm an independent and we're discussing the idea of racial equality is a human rights issue. You can have your ideas on taxes and state and state rights and all that shit. It could be completely different than me. But the fact is, we need to come together on certain issues that are human rights issues. Let's right. I want to ask you, give me the story on how the village started and just who who's kind of the people involved and just give me y'all y'all story. Actually, like whenever the whole thing got started, I wasn't even there. Like it was uh Clyde, um, Lamont and Caleb, if I'm not mistaken. Like they just all happened to be there at the time and not, you know, the young people, like it was like what I do know is like whenever the protesting started, it was like the first one, they had a lot, a lot of people, like because that was the day after, so everybody was hot. So yeah. it was like it was a lot of people and we just, we blocked the three way. Like, you know, that wasn't the plan. You know, some of the older people were like, please, no guys, this isn't it. But it was like, nah, like Lafayette never had a civil rights movement. Like let's block the- We gotta do this. Let's make a statement. Like, you know, even though, you know, there's other things that need to be done too. It's like, you also, I feel need to disrupt the normal day to day. Like, you know, make a statement and kind of aggravate these people a little bit, you know, make them work. Like make them have to go out their way to do shit. Like, you know. Yeah. But um like at these things, like sometimes people dissipate, you know. At the last one, I'll say it didn't happen. It was it was much more organized. But the first two like didn't really have an organized, you know, there were definitely people that were stepping up trying to organize, but it was like, you know, it was still it was, in the it ground. Was happening it was, yeah. on the fly. Of course, things happen on the fly anyway when you're doing this type of shit, but like, you know, 
you want to have some kind of idea of what you're about to do. But um, those, like, you know, once people start dissipating and there's only so many people left, it was a lot of the same people every yeah. day. So it was like, <laughs> I think everybody just started gravitating towards each other. And then, um, you know, we actually started, like, meeting up and trying to, like, you know, put a, put a like, an actual organization together. together. So it just, like, yeah, we just... We kind of like, you know, got some leaders together. There's some people that want to be active on a regular basis with it. And we just like got it rolling. Just took it going. Yeah, it's it's a lot of people involved. Um, Divine Norman is a big part of it. Uh Steph Garcia, she's like doing a whole bunch for it, like um Jamal Taylor. So like shout out to all y'all. Yeah, and then the NAACP too, uh Jamal and, and Devon. So it's like, you know, we working with other organizations too, like trying to, because I don't know. Why wanna... the name the village? Um that's a question for Clyde, but I think he, um, from what he said is, is, I mean, it takes a village. Like, you know, we're all the village basically from what we've been talking about in our meetings and stuff. But like, that was the name that he came up with. And I mean, everybody loved it. So it's like, that's what it, it, I feel like it fits like, you know, like it does. Like say, it doesn't, like, it doesn't lead to any type of preconceived notion. It doesn't lead to anything that's, that's negative. It's the idea of we're a village, we're a community and we need to right, come together. Right. And like, you know, Caleb has a lot of really dope like concepts and ideas too. And like, I like the way he put it too. Like, every, even if you're not involved in the in the in the actual like you know organization, like you're still a part of the village if you consider yourself, you know, somebody that's like for the people. Like, yeah. You know, so it's it's really supposed to be everybody. If you exclude yourself, then that's like you know. One thousand percent. Let me ask you because I gotta ask you a tough question. We got. I gotta ask it because I want this. I don't want there to be any misconceptions on where y'all stand. How do you feel about what happened at City Trends? <laughs> that wasn't us, bro. Like that was like obviously not us. But it was. I, I mean, I wasn't with that shit. Like you know, me. I'm. I'm like right now trying to be more in a place where I'm like uplifting black people and not just tearing them down. So I'm not gonna sit there and call them no names or nothing like that. One thousand. Like I did hit a couple people up that I seen was there that was posting the videos. I don't know the people. I just was I was I was being nosy, bro. I seen somebody post on Facebook where the video was. I'm like, bro, I know you fucking lie, bro. <laughs> I know you fucking lie. So I had to go see for myself, and it was it was like, what the hell is happening here, bro? But that was like they was just partying in the parking lot. Yeah. And, you know, people was fight. It was all kind of shit going on. Like, all kind of ridiculous shit was going on in these videos. That wasn't with the... That wasn't that was the, the... That was the grand finale. Like, that was the... That was, like, the grand finale of, like, a ton of insane shit going on <laughs> in this parking lot in this video. Like, this shit was crazy. But, like, it was a bad look because it was the same night as the protest that we did on, on Kali Saloon and yep. Ambassador. So it was, like... Fuck, <laughs> like you know, not even gonna assume that that was that was y'all, and that's why. Okay. And that's we, why I everybody, had to ask because like everybody I, pretty much know it wasn't us, but it's you know, fucking all these people on KTC and all the news, yep. you know, all the stuff they put out, they don't know that that wasn't the same people. Some of them, they gonna swear to God that was the same people. You know? and that, and that's why I gotta ask, so you could clear up where y'all are and and what that right. was because that was not y'all and I know that yeah. wasn't y'all but there's people who think that was y'all and it's like no I want I want y'all you out there the viewer to hear from right. the woman who's involved in this shit that that was not them 
and like I can't tell and you know the 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 real thing that I wasn't that I that I'm like denouncing about it is it was like it was just some random shit people did it wasn't like they were like we're doing this in the name of in the name Black of racial Lives injustice yeah. you know we got to hit them where it hurts in the pocket in like, city trends <laughs> they wasn't that wasn't you know that wasn't like the intent it was just like randomly and people was in fucking city trends like you know yeah. grabbing what they could so it was like you know that's why I'm like bro no bro like no like I can't tell people how to you know how to do what they do if they're feeling angry and they want to do something destructive. That's just not my style. That's but, not you. I mean, both things have worked in history. I will that, say that is true. And but, I'm not gonna sit. So I'm not gonna sit there and act like when Martin Luther King died, people didn't fucking go crazy right quick. And then the Civil Rights Act was passed. Fact. You know, that's just not what. That's just not my style. You know, but like what? some places, that's how they doing it. Like Portland, they've been protesting like over a hundred days, literally. Yeah, they're on like, I think that, yeah, they're on like 105 or some shit like that. <laughs> like, going, going ham. People are not, they're not playing like. No, 1000%. Let no. me get your take on, uh, how do you feel about defund the police and, and what's, your, what's your idea of kind of police reform? Okay, so like, as far as defunding goes, like, I don't know enough about their budget and all the specifics of it to really be speaking on that. 1, I feel like if it's too much, defund them. You know, I feel like that would be situational. I feel like all in all, if you did defund them, like as a way of reprimanding them, like, look, we, y'all gonna suffer a little bit because y'all tripping. And so we defund y'all. I, you know, I could see that being a thing too. But like I said, I haven't like really sat there and look at it. So I'm not gonna touch Speak on it on too much. Yeah, just because sure. I don't know. I haven't like, you know, I haven't looked at what I do know is the last budget, they were getting a fucking hell of a lot of money. So Lafayette police, I feel like should be defunded, period. Cause I know they've spent money on some stupid shit. Well, like, it, I don't know about defunding everybody nationally, but- Not like, necessarily. You know. And I think I, I, I phrase that wrong. Cause I don't necessarily want to know about the, 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 what you said about the budgets. I want to know which, what type of reform do you want to see happen? That's the better question. So yeah, but no, I do think they do give them way too much. If you looked at the last one, like they, the police and the politicians were getting like over 30 million and like recreation and other shit was getting like 14 million. And then they had a category called other with like 15 million in it. So it's just like what all What's education, that other? all the other stuff was underneath other. Oh. So I was like, mm, and that's a big problem. What the hell? Like, you know, so but with the reform, that's the main thing that I'm wanting to see happen, like, in the next, you know, hopefully soon, but at least in the near foreseeable future. Like, you know, like, fuck, I would like to have kids one day. I would like to be comfortable with that, like, yeah. when I do. Like, you know what I'm saying? But um, I do think psychological knowledge needs to be held on both ends. That's the main thing I'm shooting for, and I'm going to keep saying it. Because, number one, Cops need to be psychologically evaluated often, not just one time when they get on and then every five years or once a year. It needs to be like, I would say four times a year. Quarterly. I like this because this is something I haven't heard before. I like this a lot. Quarterly, these niggas need to be psychologically evaluated. evaluated I'm just yeah. fucking saying. You're an artist. You probably feel a lot of things because I know as artists, you feel a lot more than the average person. So you know what it's like to feel feelings. So it's like, that could vary from yeah. one day to the next, 1, much less the beginning of the year to the end. end. You might be in a whole nother mental state, you know, like, 
and that's okay. I feel like they be trying to act like they like super Superman or yeah. some shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, what if you and your wife just got divorced? Like, should you be on desk duty for a little while? Maybe. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Maybe like take a break, go on desk duty for a little while. You're having a hard time, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, go see the resident. Go social, see a counselor, uh, go, and there's nothing the, wrong with that. Go see the resident social worker. Go talk to go talk to her. See, uh, like you know, fucking, like I feel like that should be more of a thing. Like they treating it too militant because like these people have to deal with real life people. So that's the next point. Not only do I think they need to be psychologically evaluated, because like to finish off on that, they be having some psychotic breakdowns. Like if you look at the video, the bullet alley, that 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 was that was scary. Yeah, it was. The, the one where you know the the bar approached that was that was scary. Yeah, that was very that was nerve wracking. And he's a he's a resource officer at a school, and so working with children. Yeah, very disturbing. So like that to me, he had like a little mental breakdown right there. Like I'm not saying he was having, a, but he had a little meltdown. Yeah, you know? I'm not saying he's psycho or anything, but I'm just saying he was he literally had a meltdown right before our eyes. So it's like maybe he's not okay. Yeah, and he needs you know to what see I'm somebody. Saying? Maybe for that. son going through some real shit in life. Like, you know, that don't excuse what he did, but it's like y'all should have caught that before y'all let him go out in the world and fuck somebody up. Yep. You know, like that ain't our job to be like walking on eggshells. Like, who am I talking to? Christ? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck if you have a cop badge. Like, you picked that job. You wasn't drafted into that shit. I don't have to respect you any more than you respect me. Yeah, no, one thousand percent. I love, I love. Look, that idea of making sure they have psych, uh, psycho, psychological evaluations and making sure they go to therapy and they, nah, right. I like that. And I think also they need to be trained in kind of knowing a little bit more about the psyche of a person. I'm not saying make these niggas get a psychology degree and all this extra shit, but like give them some type of insight on like what uh, people go through psychologically. I know they probably touch on it a little bit, but Not sometimes enough. they probably can't recognize if somebody's like scared or like what the fuck they going through. Like, you know, when they're not trying to, they're not even considering that, you know? I like, like that idea a lot as well. That's, and we could add that to something I'm thinking. There's no reason why a barber should be required to have more training hours than a police officer. Exactly, especially here. Like different places have longer ones, but like, Yes. And they need to, to me, I feel like the FBI is forced to go to multiple years of college. I think the police should have to have at least three to two years of training in, in, in I, what you're talking about, psych classes to where they can understand people, to where they can understand everything that, that comes with the job. They can have better training, evaluation with people, and as well as have training where they can take somebody down without necessarily shooting yeah, them. Yeah, like... They be like, attack! Yeah. Like, that's just their whole vibe. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's why I be nervous when I get pulled over. I'm like, Lord, nigga about to attack me for nothing. Like, I'm black, I got dreads. I'm, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not fake. Like, I'm like trying to be polite and shit, but like, I, you know. At the end of the day, you're going to be yourself. It's like, fuck you, bro. Like, I'm not about to treat you that special. Like, I'm I'm not going to go out of the way to, to get shot either. But, yeah. you know, but like, I feel like, Qualified immunity is a big deal. And like, from what I've heard, from what I've heard, like they're trained shoot to kill. But the reason why is because like, if they like, from what, if I'm, if you know, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure like, if they shoot somebody like in the arm or the leg or something, from what I've heard, they could get sued for that. 
like yep. a parent, you know, so like they if they shoot to kill, they're covered by qualified immunity. Well, if the, they don't the thing shoot is, to kill, somebody could sue them, possibly. Like, you know, the, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like, fuck my life up for life. Nah, I can't work. You fuck my leg up. Like, you know. And the reason why they consume is they have to have undeniable proof of what they were doing. And that's why if you kill them, it's like, oh, dead man can't speak. There's a we, it's our word against y'all's. I never and thought about that. Too, we yeah. have qualified immunity. It's like they can shoot you in the arm and leg, but they have to have undeniable proof that that's what they had to do and they don't have that. And that's why qualified immunity has to go. There's also a law where if, if a police searches a woman and sexually assaults her, it's okay, it, it's legal. And that has to go as well. Like if they pat you down and they accidentally touch you in your, in your private area, it's like that's allowed because they have this immunity. And it's like that has to go as well. I agree with you. Qualified immunity has to go. That's why Colorado... I see that as a win. And that's why this, the, what we've got. Wait, they, they, did, they did away with it in Colorado? Yeah, it's gone. Oh, shit. And we about to move there, bro. Oh, lid. Hell yeah. <laughs> but look, I only seen one cop when we was out there any fucking way. Like, but that's something. And that's oh, a win. That's, ooh, that's, that's that a, ooh, we can that's attribute to this. Us, bro. Yep. I'm, that, that just excited for me even more because we're about to be moving there pretty soon. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, but. That's some of the things. Hell yeah. Where can the people find The Village at on IG? The Village is uh, The Village 337 on Instagram and Facebook. Where can they and find then, like, you at on social media as well? Um, Mo Black, M-O-B-L-A-K. And then Facebook, I'm Mo on. And then like, if people want to get added, they can hit me up or they can hit up uh, Stephanie Garcia. And like, you know, if they want to be a part of everything we're doing and like, you know, we're going to be doing community things too. Like not just protesting and stuff like that. We have, a, uh, we have another event coming up in Baton Rouge, actually, on September 11th. Um, we're going to be marching, so... Hell yeah, and it's, uh, y'all are... If I read everything correct, y'all are going to the uh, government building, right? Which, which uh, yeah. y'all, y'all going to, like, the state we're capital? The, yeah, we're going to the state capital. Hell we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to do, like, they're going to have some people speaking and stuff. Do you know uh, where it's where y'all starting at? Just so we can give people all the information real quick. I don't want to say anything wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm no... I love the flyer. Take your time. This is what we here for. This is this is what what we doing. And y'all make sure y'all go follow the village, like Mo said, the village three three seven on Instagram or on Facebook, and y'all get involved in the group. And they have more community stuff. But again, September eleventh, they are we are marching at to the uh to the government uh office to the to state capitol building. And Mo's gonna give you the information as soon as this flies up. But this is this. I'm so happy you agreed to come on, Mo, because I feel like of this course. is a conversation we need. This is a conversation we needed to have, and I want to have more village members on the show. And like I said, as well as with uh, people running for office, because this is something that I want to use yeah, this platform for, sure. for. Everybody has like real good ideas too. That's in the village. Like that's what's that's what's so good about it is like everybody is like naturally leaders mm -hmm. like in their own accord so it's like it just works well and i think it's kind of like an iron sharp and iron situation and it's like it's kind of like also learning when to follow too because i feel yeah. like if you're a good leader then you know when to like see that another good leader has a great idea and like you, know, with, you know my mom always said you know a wise man knows his weaknesses and when he's dumb so and that's that goes on to exactly. how to follow you got to know when to follow and when to lead so do you if if you don't have it? I think I got. I can't it right find now. it, bro. Okay, hold on. Let me. But yeah, it, it doesn't say on there where where it's going. Okay, but it real just September. The only 11th. reason I'm the only reason I don't want to lie is because we changed it from the, so I don't want to say the wrong thing. 
Hell yeah. Okay, well, look, y'all follow the village 337 again. Yeah. And it's the uh okay, it says starting at the steps of the Louisiana State Capitol. I don't that's what it on the flyer it says Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah, that's where we're starting. Okay, 900 uh North Third Street at 3:30 p.m. on September 11th. Again, 900 North Third Street, 3:30 p.m. starting at the steps of the Louisiana State Capitol and it's the march for that. Thank you most so much for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And y'all, just real quick, any music coming soon? Yes. Tell them about it. Give us a little sneak peek. Bro. Bro, we got some fucking, we got some big shit that's about to pop off. Like, that's all. That's all you can say right now? Yes. Hell yeah. We're going to get you back on. I don't know if I got nothing to sample right now. Oh no, I just meant like some news. I didn't mean no music. Oh, I would shit. I wouldn't ask you oh, to do shit. that. Oh, I just meant like damn. I was trying to pull some shit up, dog. But <laughs> nah. <laughs> but nah, um, yeah, we have like we have some music that's about to come out that's kind of like to me cater to what's going on right now in the world. Like that's just some feel some feel-good music for black people. We need that. You know, like it's just gonna make you feel good to be black. But you could turn up to it also, but it's just like some, you know. Like it's some some good shit for us. How Marvin Gaye was making that during his time. It's st- that's what we need right now. Exactly, but we have like a lot of other shit too. So it was, Hell yeah. and then we have some we have some big news that's about to pop off soon in a like in a couple weeks too. So so be on the lookout for that, everybody. Y'all, shit in the works. Y'all follow Mo Black on Twitter and on Facebook, Instagram, and y'all follow Arm Rhymery. Again, Mo, thank you so much. We will finish out the pod right now with Bros Who Ball. All right, I wanted to say thank you to both. Jazz Bandito and Mo Black for coming on the pod. It is that time of the show called Bros Who Ball, and we got to talk basketball and football because it's the week of the NFL season. But we're gonna talk basketball before any of that. It's the playoff. It's hype. It's intense. And I gotta start off by saying, give me my props. <laughs> I'm, I need my props about Miami. I was talking about Miami since since December. I've been talking about Miami for a while. Like. I just was like, yo, that white guy, Tyler Hero, really good. Really fucking good. Not scared. Dropping threes. That other white guy, Duncan Robinson, he can shoot. Man, that guy, Drogic. Coming out of nowhere. But let's not forget he was Steve Steve Nash's backup. Oh, wait. Jimmy Butler finally got a great team. Bam Adebayo. The Draymond Green of this team, but better? What? Crazy? And then Jay Crowder hitting shots like it's the 2013 Celtics. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's on right now, but it's just nuts. Miami looks really good. Oh, we got to talk about it. All right, we're going to talk about Miami first before we get to the Bucks. But, Justin, what would you think of the Miami Heat team sweeping? All right, well, gentlemen sweeping. Essentially sweeping the Bucks. That's huge. Oh, this team is just – they've been – consistent all playoffs and they're just so well-rounded they're deep they have well coached well coached they have a leader jimmy butler and i mean they're looking like the favorite favorites to make it to the finals they, they are they're a good team i like them a lot i like them i like them too this is crazy man like good. i don't know if they have enough to beat the, what's coming out the west but like they have a lot to look forward to, man. That's and, but the world. thing is, they got the people that can guard the people in the West. Like, you could send Paul, you could send Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler to start the game off on Paul, George, and Kawhi. 
Then you could put Andre Iguodala in there. You could run Iguodala and Crowder. You could run Iguodala and Bam out of They have so many options. And Crowder and Iguodala were the guys in the West that were guarding LeBron. They, they were the guys, yep, guarding LeBron, exactly. So it's like they got shooters. They got shooters for days. Kendrick Nunn, Drogic, Robinson, Hero. And they're young. I'll, I'll say I was watching Nunn uh, in the highlights from the game the other night. And I mean, he had some really solid minutes out there. What he had, uh, he had six total points, but it came on a really important run. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, none was really up for third of the him. rookie of the year. Like, he's not getting much time right now because he's getting acclimated in again. But like, let's not act like he was a rookie of the year candidate. Like, he above Tyler Hero. Like, that's that says a lot. Like, and that and and I think Tyler Hero is fantastic. Like, I think he is one of the best young players out there because not only can he shoot, but he can shoot on the move. Whereas I don't know if Duncan Robinson can shoot on the move. Tyler Hero can uh uh-uh, pull up wet. Like, yeah, like Tyler Hero is cold, man. That that that's a that's a tough white boy. Like that that dude's dude's the real deal. Like I don't think they like they've maybe had like one game when they haven't really been on, but like throughout the entire series they've been on. They've been so, killing, and you got to applaud Pat Riley. They never tanked. They did this on the fly. Yeah. Like, the Pelicans could have had Tyler Hero. Like, we, we took Jackson Hayes. <laughs> when Duncan I, Robinson was undrafted, right? Yep. Uh, wasn't none undrafted? None was undrafted. Or a second? No, no Duncan Robinson might have been a second round. None is undrafted. All right, well. None came know. from, the, none came from th- the G League. I think Robinson's thing is that he played, like, D3 his freshman year or whatever. And then he went to Michigan? Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but none, none is straight from the G League. Like, this team is great. This team is built well, coached well. They're my favorites out of the East because when we talk about Boston and Toronto, it's like those teams have to either be on or they're just uh, trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're too inconsistent. But that would be – but some, some could say that that's because it's been good coaching and good defense they've been playing against. And, like, Miami hasn't played against a well-coached team that's equal to Spo because as good as Coach Bud is, Bud got out coach. Bud got out coach and he couldn't make adjustments. Nurse and, and Stevens are going to make adjustments. It's going to be a big chess match for that Eastern Conference Finals, no matter which one gets in. And I'm excited for that chess match. But, but enough gushing on Miami. We all love Miami. I just want to say I was right. Unless you got anything else on Miami. Um, yeah. The only thing I was going to say was going to Milwaukee next. Is, is that what we were going to do? That's what I was. That's where I'm going. What's up with them? If I'm honest, am I trying to dip out? Well, I mean, I, before we even get to that, you know, just talking in terms of the series, I think what's really impressive and what, you know, pe- you know, I'm glad a lot of people aren't coming out and discrediting Miami's win based on, like, you know, Giannis being out for at least, you know, the game five. They dominated I mean, Giannis for three games. Like, let's they be did. real. And the and, only and, reason why they lost that game, I feel, is because they let up and they were like, oh, we got this in the bag, like – Giannis is hurt. Let's take the foot off the gas. And they could have ended it that night. I felt like if they would have kept the foot on the neck, but they took, they let yeah. off the gas and then they realized, Oh wait, we ain't about to let this go longer than five and they handled business. So like, well, I'm not taking none know, of this from Miami. The big thing that was, you know, hitting Twitter and everyone was talking about was Richard Jefferson's quote about Giannis, maybe not being a Jordan, maybe him being a Pippin. I mean, there were just a lot of times where you know, not saying that he wasn't the best player on the team, but when it came down to crunch time, you know, is Giannis really the guy that you can depend on in those big playoff fourth quarter moments? And I just don't know I, if he was. I, I, well, I, I mean, this was that. the time for him to take over. And, you know, 
in in a sense, Jimmy Butler looked like the bigger star in the in the series. I don't disagree with that, but I like there's a better comparison out there that's floating around. Let me give cre- credit to Jason Maples. I heard Bill Simmons say it. I heard a lot of the, the basketball dudes I, I, I follow. And, J- and Maples is uh, Brandon Ingram's old AAU coach. He has a podcast out right now, Temple of Hoop. I really fuck with Maples out there. But they, and, and that's why I'm not taking credit for this. And I, because I don't like the Scottie Pippen comparison. I think what they said is accurate. Giannis is Shaq. Giannis is Shaq. Giannis needs a Kobe. Shaq couldn't do shit without Penny. Shaq couldn't do shit without Kobe. Giannis needs Shaq. You need to put Giannis more on the post more times and let Giannis just dominate. And then you get him his Kobe to get his fourth quarter points and his clutch points. That's what he needs. Yeah, I seen that also. Uh, I think, I, well, it was a quote on Instagram. It said, Max Kellerman said, but I mean, it looks like other people also have said that too. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, like the thing about Giannis is he struggled shoot, shooting the ball. And he, he can dominate that inside, that interior around the basket. He's good there. But when it comes to shooting, can't do it. He struggles. So, like you said, and everyone else is saying, you know, he needs someone to, like, you know, like, I'm not saying Devin Booker, but like someone like of that caliber who can just, you know, go out and just score 30 from Luka? three from mid range. Who's just like that? <laughs> Dallas. Milton is good. Milton is good. But Milton can't do that, bro. Middleton gets his. Middleton has an AD problem where they get their points in the first through third quarters and then in the fourth quarter they just disappear. That, that, well, that it's is. Just a- it's just another thing that Giannis, and I think like his biggest detriment to himself is that he has just some complex where he just doesn't understand that like Milwaukee's never going to do what he they need for him, you know, because they should have they should have never let Malcolm Brogdon leave the building. Malcolm Brogdon would have been on the team. That, this might, would have been, might have been a different. whole different series. You know, maybe Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon was their creator. Is, Maybe he isn't the level of like what we're talking about. Giannis may need and like a, another star, but, but he's he did, he's a lot better than what George Hill uh, and Bledsoe. Bledsoe, like and I see mean, the thing is, if when you combine Brogdon's play and Middleton's play, that was your Kobe play. That that those two dudes together gave Giannis all he need. Plus, and then that was enough for them to get going. Like Brogdon and Middleton are aren't both the best, but them together their numbers together make up a star. So that, yeah, the Brogdon trade, that was a mistake. Signing Bledsoe to that max deal was a mistake. Like, it was just mistakes, you know. Well, so we're going to see. And now it comes to Milwaukee, and we're, if we're talking off season, they've already yeah. been putting their name out for the whole Chris Paul thing. You know, that would be good for them because Chris Paul is, but how long would that be able to work? It's not something that's going to be viable for past the year that you have left for Giannis. Look, if I'm Giannis, so, I don't say nothing. I just play. I play this year. Well, he's I don't already say, said. He's, yeah, he's yeah, already like, said that he's like, oh, play. you know, I trust in See, the organization that the team is going to get better. Look, this is what it's going to take. On, if if I'm one of Giannis's brothers, if I'm Costa or Costas or one of them, one of them brothers or them three other brothers he got, I'm telling him, look, bro, keep this to the vest. Play this year out so they don't say you're trying to get out your contract. You don't lose your good graces. Play the year out. Don't say nothing. Keep it quiet. And then carry your ass to Dallas. And let's go win some rings. That's what I would do if I was him. Or, or like, and I know people say go to Toronto with, with Masai. I just don't think Pascal and everything they got going on in Toronto fits him. I feel if I'm him and I'm his brothers, I'm saying let's go to Dallas and start the best super team the NBA could see. Bro, that'd be nuts. <laughs> I mean, uh, Chris Paul is a solid pickup. Like, he, I mean, he's, but with, he's, but he's, with, he's, he's not a long-term. He's not a long-term future. play. 
like, no, if, if you go with Luca and Porzingis, like Mark yeah, Cuban is, yeah, that's be, your max. Yeah, and then you just put and you just put fucking rotation players around for the next couple of. You just you give every. They but, really but, have to already be honest. But I'm just you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I'm just saying, like, once you get past the, this initial team, because I think this would be the best form with Giannis with the talent they have. I, I'm saying once the cap hits to where you gotta pay Luca, you gotta pay Porzingis again, you just have those three dudes as max max dudes, and then you just pay one year outs each year and just switch up your rotate your roster. And I think they would they would dominate, man. So Giannis needs to dip. And I, and I saw a lot of Pelicans. People talking like, oh, the NBA has a, a, a thing against small market teams where every time it's a big person trying to leave, we're, we're trying to get the we're trying to get them to leave the small market. And I don't like that because. Well, I'm not. I, it's, I think a lot of people are big on that with the whole, you know, AD to L.A. or, you know, Chris Paul to L.A. even when he was a Hornet. Yeah, it's like we don't want to see these small market guys just go to the big name, big market team where I don't think Dallas yeah that's we're talking about Dallas which is you know technically a smaller market team you know I I don't even think that I'm trying to throw out big market teams for Giannis I think that there's Phoenix Phoenix I mean I would even like consider Indiana you know if they wanted to make a play you know there's other Small, smaller market teams out there that could use. Yeah, we're not saying the LA's or the Knicks. We're not saying the Nets. We're not saying those teams. No, maybe no, I, I agree Warriors, with that. But... Yeah, the Warriors is like the Warriors is to me is if Milwaukee does it. I don't think Giannis goes there himself. I think if Milwaukee trades, I think it's going to be the Warriors. But it would have to be this year so they could get the number two pick, and so they could get. Minnesota's pick and they could get I just think the Warriors have the best package right now in terms of like assets although Miami if they get rid of Hero Robinson and Bam Adebayo that's a damn good package in itself but like I don't know. But you know. just beat you just beat Giannis so it's like why would you do that? I, don't know. I mean they're gonna I, from what we're talking about they're gonna make the NBA finals and I think that they have every chance to win it so that, I don't know why they, they would blow that up. That's, that's if they don't win the Miami ship. That's if they don't win. Because I think if Miami makes it to the finals, then yeah, I think Hero Bam and them are gonna they're gonna run that back. I don't think they can get rid of those dudes. And I think they'll just take their chance at free agency. Like I'm saying, like if I'm those teams, I'm not risking it right now for him. Like I'm not getting rid of my assets because he he might not even want to leave. I'm not even I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm waiting until the summer and then I'm gonna pitch him. And I'm I'm pitching his brothers. Like you gotta I, look. <laughs> I'd sign all them brothers. Look, y'all want to all come play? Look, come through. <laughs> Coasters without the other one, even the one that can't hoop. Come on, you can come sit on the bench. I'm gonna pay all y'all. I'll give each of y'all two million for four years. Let's get you know, it. <laughs> you know who uh who needs Giannis on his team and it's Justin's boy, Trey Young. <laughs> Yo. oh. Trey they, Young would they, lose yeah. his mind. He if would they, never they're going to the finals. <laughs> he would never if they, if they get Giannis, they're going to the finals. He would never, he would never. I I would I would that would be the biggest shocker that I've seen in the it's NBA. The NBA. It's the NBA, man. That would blow my mind. That would be like my like that's mind blowing than anything that's happened. I could never see Giannis going to Atlanta to play with Trey. KD went to the Warriors. Nothing shocks me anymore. Nothing. But see that that that's even less shocking than Giannis to the Warriors. I mean than Giannis to Atlanta. Like Atlanta. Like, no, it's not. Everybody would be like, huh? <laughs> like, no, it's not. KD went what? to the team that just beat him. But see that. 
No, it's not. <laughs> he and Draymond had a relationship. Giannis don't have a relationship with nobody over there. <laughs> you don't know that. You're right. You know right. You're right. That's true. We'll see. But like I said, Miami, Phoenix, Dallas, those are the three teams I'm thinking. Utah. I don't think Donovan's staying there. They got a whole conspiracy theory that all the Kentucky dudes are going to your team, the Knicks. <laughs> with, with Worldwide West and Leon Rose and everybody, they just hired the Kentucky stat, like the recruiters. <laughs> That's what they've been doing. Y'all, y'all doing some weird shit over there. I know you know about it. I know you're hype. In the back of your mind, you haven't said anything for weeks, and I've just been waiting. I know you think Donovan Mitchell, Booker, all those dudes are coming through to New York. I know you're happy. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Tibbs fan, but... <laughs> but other work. than that, you know you know what y'all GM's doing over there? Y'all doing some scandalous shit. Y'all building <laughs> Kentucky recruiters. Like, that's great. Worldwide West used to be a behind-the-scenes man. <laughs> Worldwide West work with the Knicks now. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is the best chance y'all got. If y'all can't get it with West, y'all not getting it with nobody. Nobody's going to go Worldwide West is something serious, man. <laughs> that's huge. Like... The Knicks, are, the Knicks are, the Knicks, this is the best chance Dolan and gave y'all. Y'all better just, Dolan said, I'm stepping away. <laughs> this is your best shot, Shuby. Y'all, y- I think y'all gonna get Donovan Mitchell. I think y'all will. The rumors yeah, are too I mean, strong out there right now for that. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so Giannis, you know, still a year out, but, yeah, still you know, early. I just, you know, I, I'm already out on the Bucks next season. Like, I just don't see the Bucks doing anything this year that's going to make them better the than what they get are. Better. The Celtics get better next year. Tatum and Brown a year later. I think the Celtics are better next year. And I still think they have guys on that bench that are young, that, like, have Carson potential. Edwards, Tremont. Like, they got guys that could be that guard when Kimba's ready to go. Like, or move Kimba to a six-man role. They have that when the time comes to, to develop. Romeo Lang. Move Kimba in general. Move yeah. Gordon Hayward. They got assets as well. And then I think Miami's going to be good. I think the Sixers, depending on a couple things, will be decent. And then the Nets. The Nets are the front runner next year. Oh, yeah. Give me a break. Come, bro, uh, we might as well talk about it right now while, while I mention it. Do y'all like the Steve Nash movie? And I'm not as mad. Okay, I saw a lot of black NBA guys saying about the coaching thing, and I get that. But, Justin, to me, it's clear-cut why Nash got hired. Nash got hired because that's KD's guy. Like, what are, we, what are we talking about? That's KD's guy. KD was the, that's the only dude KD was talking to in Golden State, and Kyrie respects him. You, when you coach Kyrie Irving, you have to have a coach that res- that Kyrie respects. And, like, he can't tell Steve Nash no. Are, are you hiring a coach or are you hiring a friend? <laughs> but, see, with those dudes, you might need a friend. Like, that's, the, that's <laughs> Kyrie and KD. Like, what are we talking about? Like, the, those two dudes are, like, all you need to do is manage them. All St- Steve Nash needs to do is be a game manager and just, like, have a couple plays in there. Get your assistants to draw up the offense and defense, and you manage the egos. Like, I mean, like right now, it's a touchy, it's a touchy, subject. it's a touchy subject, yeah, for sure. But when you like when they said, like when they say that KD and Kyrie signed off on it, you know, you can't really say anything. That's my thing. Like, who else would they have signed off on? Uh, the dude from, uh, and I'm forgetting his name, but he's a Pelicans guy that that is up for it. But the guy from Toronto, the the black coach, uh. He has an African name. I don't want to say it and butcher it, but, like, that dude's a good coach, but, like, he's a Toronto assistant. Is KD and, and Kyrie going to sign off on him? Are they going to sign off on Darwin Ham? They, Jock Vaughn was in the building. Were they going to sign off on him? Like, 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really think it had anything to, you know, I don't really know where the, like, what the whole race thing with Steve Nash. I mean, my big red flags with Steve Nash was, I've never seen this dude coach in any capacity. And like, you're you're expecting me, you're you're expecting me to tell me that they're now a favorite because they got a guy who's never been an NBA head coach before. That's a good point. Like, I, I just don't, that was my thing. I was like, you know, Steve Nash, why, out of all the names that were out there that were proven coaches, you picked, well, the, the you next picked coach, a, a Hall of Famer. The next coach that's about to yeah, be how many, how many times has that worked? How many times has that worked with a, with Bird. a Hall of Famer? You know, well, well, Larry Bird? Well, Indiana was pretty good. How many titles did Larry Bird win? Oh, zero. <laughs> you're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about I mean, you know, Yeah, you're right. All right, I, I can see that. You know, you know, the coaches that have been out in the – that have been, you know, NBA guys that have the worked. Stars. Steve, Kerr, Steve Kerr's not a Hall of Famer. yeah. If he, who out if he there is, right now of his is, team. Who out there right now with a ring? It's not Magic. Isaiah, was, uh, Magic was bad. Isaiah was bad. Jordan was bad. Uh, Derek Fisher was not good. He's killing it on the WNBA side, though. Let me just throw that out there. He's That's killing fair. it. Yeah, he's yeah killing so is Bill Lambeer. Yeah, so is Bill Lambeer. That is a fact. And look, you, you're Maybe if Steve you, if, Nash should have coached the WNBA. If you don't like Steve Nash as a name, you're not going to like the next guy coming out. They talking about giving Chauncey Billups a job next. And I and I like that though. I like it though. It might work. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I, if he's I mean, talking about guys not coaching, Billups is the next name up. And the Pelicans say they might interview him too. So like, I, I'd much rather the Pelicans interview Jerry Stackhouse, and because Stackhouse coached who, Brandon Ingram in coach. AAU, and Stackhouse coached at in the G League. He coached in college. He uh, Stackhouse has been just coaching everywhere. He's been killing it. So. That's a that's a guy I can accept because he's coached multiple in multiple places and won. The thing is, he's won in multiple places. That's the key. All I'm saying, man, is hit my boy Mark Jackson up, man. Oh, he's never that. He's never leaving. He's never leaving the booth. <laughs> never. I am. I am saying Mark Jackson until when we talk about coaches that should be hired. I'm saying until because I'm in Gentry should get a job before Mark. And y'all know how I feel about Gentry. Man, before Steve Kerr came in, it was magnificent. And then Steve Kerr came in and just took the team and they just went, win championships. That's how it went. Mark Jackson built the team and Steve Kerr. Mark Jackson was trying to play, pray away ankle injuries. Another Steve Nash question to have is where has he been? He's been working with Golden State. He's been doing what? He's been a cons- he's been a consultant for Golden State, and he's been shadowing the coaches. I gotta give him that. He's been for how he's been, long? Since KD got there for two for two years. For since KD got there. Since KD got there for two years. When they were already good. <laughs> I'm just saying. What has he done for anybody besides <laughs> been their friend? Like they just <laughs> hired a friend. They didn't hire a coach. And so <laughs> I, you know we're get, you know Nets get into the playoffs next season against Spolstra. And Stevens and Nurse, That's and you're true. telling me that Steve Nash is gonna ride, drive a better play than those three guys? Give his, me a break. His play is gonna be do your thing, KD. KD go hit him with the yard. KD, yah. here you go. <laughs> KD's gonna go off. KD, what are we doing? It's, it's like it's the whole deal with like you know all these people who we used to nag on LeBron and who, you know whoever was coaching Tyron Lue when he was coaching LeBron. It's like LeBron, what do we do? What do we do, LeBron? He's right. What do we do, KD? What do we do? He's true. Steve Nash, get out of here. <laughs> Nets favorite. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good one. All right, let's jump to Boston and Toronto. Go, get into game seven. Justin, we're getting to game seven. What did you see in yes, game six? Sir. Who are you who are you leaning towards? 
who who am I leaning for towards Game Seven or who? Yeah, they, who are you leaning towards for Game Seven to win based upon oh, what you saw in Game Six? Game Seven. I mean, I I, I predicted six or seven games, but I just think you know the the Toronto Raptors in Game Six. They have to when whenever they do win, they have to give it their all, their best shots. You know, Larry has to be at his best game, which he was great tonight. Everyone has to be playing their best basketball. And I just think, you know, Kimba going you know, two for 11 won't happen again. I agree. I game seven, you know, I, I feel like they'll, they'll take care of business. So, I agree with that. Now, Toronto, they play – they're a tough team, man. They could definitely take game seven. But I'm going to rock with Kimba and Tatum and Jalen Brown. This is where I think the stars will come this play. I think this is where the stars will separate for Toronto. This is why they need a – a yacht. This is why they need a guy. This and is why Doc hasn't been there. He, no, he, he, he hasn't been present. So he is not. And this is that's why I'm going with the Celtics in Game Seven. Schubert, you're going a different route. You're you're not liking what you're seeing from the Celtics. Uh, well, I didn't like what they put out in the game that we just played. I mean, and but like I will say that Kemba Walker did have a chance at the end to to put it away before we even got into the overtimes. He was just in an so, off I mean, night. So it could have been an off night. You know, this was a great day from Norman Powell. I don't know how many days we're going to get. Oh, well, yeah. days out of Norman Powell. We might not get another one because he had, this is the first time he balled out this whole playoffs. Right. He has, yeah. he has some big shots too, man. Some very Huge. Shots. It's, it's one of those things where like when we saw the Celtics doing well early on, it was because Marcus Smart was like putting up really great games and he put another great game in today. But uh, you know, that those are going to be the difference makers when it comes to this. Cause I feel like, you know, Tatum is doing what he needs to do. Uh, Jalen Brown's doing what he needs to do. Jalen Brown, is like, wait, let me say this. Jalen Brown defensively has turned Pascal Siakam into a church mouse. He's been quiet, bro. Jalen Brown. Like I, we got to give that guy his credit for defense. That dude. He, he's shorter than Pascal. Siakam needs a left hand bad because oh. Brown knows he's not going left. <laughs> Jalen knows that. Jalen knows he is not going left. And all Pascal has to do is just go over that left hand and just look it in. Jalen knows he's not doing that. So it's over with. Jalen locked him up just in your face just says, yeah, Pascal needs a left bad. <laughs> it was, man, because it was like, he was just like, every time I see him touch the ball, like post up, I was like, no, don't do that. Because been moved to the right. Jalen Brown, he would like, you know, try backing and then go through two people, and it would, it would either be a turnover or just a bad Missed shot. shot. Yep. A good shot. Unless if Kyle Lowry had the ball. Everything is Pascal Siakam posting up wasn't the move tonight. And that's but why Jalen Brown, bro. But Jalen Brown has definitely improved. And defense, like offensively, he might need to give a little more, but on, on the defensive end, you can't you can't say anything about what that man's doing. It's been amazing. But yeah, Kim, I don't think yeah. Kim is gonna play like that again. I don't. At the at the end of the day, like since you guys are leaning Celtics just to be on a different that I'll I'll lean Raptors, but I think that this is probably the most even and best series that we could have gotten out of the four oh. that we have. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, this is the one I you know, this is the one that works at having a game seven and it could go either way. Is it crazy that I think Miami's gonna beat them, beat no ma- either team no matter what? It's just, it's just because of how dominant Miami has looked. But again, like you said, they haven't played against a Spolstra. Uh, 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 Spolstra hasn't played against another Nurse or Stevens. So it's like, what I happens mean, when he plays? Holzer is not the worst coach in, out there. Not he's not. Also, I, I just think like Toronto and uh, Toronto and um, and Boston are just match up better. Yeah, and better defensive they're, teams. They're, they're very, also, I but the thing is, if Miami plays Boston. Boston, 
Boston's bench is atrocious, bro. Like, at least right now. Maybe in two years it'll be okay. But, like, right now, to me, they can only play six. They only go six deep to me. Wanamaker's it. When you get to well, – that, that's the only one I'm counting. I'm only counting Wanamaker. Who you counting, Cantor? No, no, they – Dave, Dave, oh, so, talking about uh, talking about Simi Ojale? No, no, the guy. Who, oh, Will Robert Williams? Is that his name, William? Robert, yeah, is it Robert? You got, you got G Williams and R Williams. Yeah, he's talking about he's talking about Robert Williams because he's not talking about Grant Williams from Tennessee last year. He's been playing pretty good too. He played good today. I'm not count. Look, when I'm playing Miami, when Miami coming off the bench with Olenek, Hero, None. Iguodala. Iguodala. Yeah, yeah. I'm not counting I'm, I'm that uh, Ojale, Grant Williams, and I Wanamaker. Agree. I definitely agree. It's just that, it's just that Boston's top half. I oh, think it's better. It's, it's Yeah, it's better for sure. I'm kind of going towards Boston. Jalen Brown, Tatum, and, and Kimber are better than Drogic, Butler, and Adebayo. I agree with that. But, you know, the same reasons we were saying that Miami can match up with the West, I feel like defensively, defensively they still Miami's have good. the guys that could match up with, t- you know, with Butler, Brown. Could, and Butler G- can G- take one. And Crowder G doesn't even have one. to guard one. That's the thing. You could put Iguodala and Crowder in the game and, and then run like Hero and Bam and still get away with it because you could put Crowder and Iguodala on Brown and Tatum and call that a night. Like, that's the thing with this team. Jimmy doesn't have to guard. But can Iguodala play those minutes is the that's question. The, that's the question. Yeah. Oh, the wise, they're both even. They both, they both can switch uh, one through five. Well, as far as, like, Miami. I think Miami is probably the best defensive team. In the, right, besides uh, the Clippers. Uh, it, it, it's them it's them in the Clippers. That's it. Like and, that, they those, can, and they can shoot. I think that's what makes them so dominant is that they can play defense and then shoot the ball so well on the other end. I'm excited for this Eastern Conference Finals. But, all right, so Schubert has the Toronto. I got the Celtics. Justin has the Celtics. We're not talking about the West. There's really no need, but I, we'll, we'll do it real quick. The Clippers basically cemented it against Denver tonight. Denver needs Michael Porter Jr., and once he develops, then him, Murray, and, and Jokic, then they'll make some. Then they'll be teams like the Clippers. But until then, Murray's not consistent enough because when they put – Murray can do it against a, a, a Utah. But you see when you put Kawhi, Pat Bev, or George on him, Murray goes goes back into his shell. He's not ready for that yet. But he showed that he he's a viable option. He's just not ready for that. That's that's the next evolution he needs to he needs to jump the hurdle he needs to jump. And I feel like Jokic is best used when you're not uh trying to catch somebody. Like Yeah. Because when I when I was watching I watched the majority of like that second half and when they were trying to play catch up, it's hard for Jokic's game to be playing catch up because he's not is a facilitator. He's not a scorer. He's not. He can't. Well, and he, it, it, they're not set for quick scoring. Like they're That's not going to come down. You know, Jokic isn't going to bring it down the court and shoot a three. Like it's not going to happen. Like they got to set up their offense, move it around. They're a half court the, offense team. They're not. They can't. Play yeah. Pass. So that's why they I need just, Michael Porter or, or Bull Bull, one of them to develop to be so you can switch out Jokic. This team is very young. That's all I'm going to say. They got huge upside. And they do. I, I think that their time is coming. And look, they could trade for Giannis. They got the assets, too. They sure if we're do. being honest, they could trade Porter Bowl and Gary Harris and get away with getting Giannis. But, man, that team is, like, I think, like, they have a lot of pieces. And I know Giannis is great. I would still trade for him. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, as as great as Michael Porter could be, like I got, I can't. He got he got an injury history. Giannis ain't been injured except this ankle. He's 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 dominant. Yeah. Know some more pieces. And then Jamal, Jamal being Giannis is his guy. I think that could work with Jokic being the playmaker. That huh? That that could be something. That could be something nice. But all right, yeah, that's up with them. Uh, the Rockets. Russ has just been Russ has been disrespected in that Lakers game, bro. AD has been standing in the paint just like shoot it. It's been it's been bad looking for them. James Harden, I thought in that last game in the fourth quarter, he just watched the rebounds go to Kuzma. He could have got a steal. He was just watching. He wasn't rotating on defense. He wasn't moving. And I just felt that that was the reason why they lost that game. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah LeBron and then won. But, like, I felt like James, if he would have played a little harder, they could have they put a dent in it. A little harder. Yeah, like, that's all I'm saying. You would have won, man. You didn't play hard enough. Didn't play hard enough. And, like, but I got to give my props to LeBron. I'm here, bro. I'm, I'm, I, LeBron is amazing. Like, LeBron James is amazing. Anthony Davis, kind of lackluster. And I know people are saying, Lyndon, he had 20-something points. But LeBron didn't bring you to L.A. for him to get 30 and for you to get 20. He brought you to L.A. for you to get 30 and for him to get 20. Like, LeBron is still has – like, if LeBron doesn't push the forefront and be the guy, the Lakers lose. That happens every time. The, yeah. the most impressive thing for me in LeBron is just his evolution of his career. Like, now, He's a you know, I feel <laughs> – well, I mean, now I feel like he could step up and take a three, and like I'm like confident that he'll make it. Yep. And so, like, which I feel like is different than the LeBron we had with, with Miami. The, yeah, Miami was the post up LeBron. So, um, yeah, this is a. I still think the Lakers have a shot of making it to the finals. That's why I when we were talking about it earlier that I mentioned it, because I mean, like, when it comes down to it, if LeBron has the ball, I mean, I trust him. So. I do too. Um. But with the, with the Rockets, you know, they didn't have a single guy getting double digits of rebounds. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, they, it's just, that was just the whole story, and that's what we were talking about beforehand. You know, that that one game they got was a fluke. <laughs> yeah. JaVale yeah. McGee did – Coach Vogel said, look, I'm not playing JaVale or Dwight no more, and the game, the game suddenly changed. <laughs> like, I just think, you know, if – well, first off, Westbrook hasn't been himself. He hasn't been dominant enough. Like, I need you to be third, shit. bro. I need a 30-piece from you. I need you to go through the lane and start dunking on people or doing something. Not nah, can't do it. AD's there. The doing three pivots in the lane. <laughs> and then the just throwing like, it up. <laughs> he, he looks uncomfortable. He does. But, you know, he's a great player. No, I'm not trying to play him or anything. No, you're being honest. You're being honest. Yeah, we just need more from Russ. And, you know, for the Rockets to, you know, win this next game, they got to beat – they got to play the Rockets basketball, which is Russ has to get 30. James has to has – to, get 30, and the Rockets have to make a bunch of threes. And it's bad when – look, I'm going to just say this because this is being Mostly reported. Brian and you're off, and the Lakers are off. This is, this is being reported with the Rockets, and this is a big deal. Daniel House may not be playing no more in the bubble. It's true. Man. Daniel House bringing internet thoughts to the bubble, bro. You can't do that, Daniel House, bro. They say he bringing Instagram models to the bubble. He is, he is, he is, he is jeopardizing the whole shebang. He clowning. They said That's girlfriends awesome. and wives. They said Daniel Daniel House had an internet floozy there. LeBron was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> During the playoffs, man. During the playoffs, I'm joking about that LeBron point, but still, it's still funny. <laughs> During the playoffs, LeBron caught when he said, "Adam, Adam, that that girl right there, she's on the Explore page." Adam, get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Adam, you see that girl's OnlyFans? Get her out of here. She's in Magic City. Explore page, bro. Explore page, bro. <laughs> oh, damn. Yo, somebody said, wait till Woj tweeted. Y'all gonna be like, ooh. Yeah, if, if he if he doesn't play, they definitely die. <laughs> they need his three points. He just jeopardized them all for, for a thought. So just had to throw that out there. Danny House, you wildin', bro. He, he doing yeah, like that scene. Wait, go ahead, Justin. Playoffs at LeBron James, you know, I just, for people who talk about him during the regular season, it's obvious that he, he takes it at another level in, in the playoffs. And look, I, I'm the guy that talks shit on LeBron, but I can't do it. Not right now. He's, he's amazing. It's too amazing. It's too impressive. Year yeah, 17. And it, no, I'm go ahead. That, like the playoffs is like, I'm starting to, you know, take the playoffs just like not it's really. different. Not down for the regular season, but not put so much stock into, stock into it. Yeah. Because the, the game changes. It, it, I, I'll never forget. It clicked for me when I was watching Golden State versus Cleveland those those three or two times that, that, that it happened. And, like, I just remember when it got down to the fourth quarter, it was literally the, the pressure on each possession felt like it sucked the, the wind out of you. It was like any – like, if one person messes up, oh, the game – like, momentum swings. Like, it – it, it's one possession, and like that's how it is in the playoffs, and that's what makes like these guys have to be that that great. And LeBron, he's amazing, man. He's been through three different like four dish. Like this is his fourth transition of how to play as a player. He went from young LeBron with Cleveland, then he went to post up LeBron, dominant LeBron on offense with Miami. Then he went kind of to a hybrid of what he is now with LA and Miami with Cleveland, and then now in LA he's just straight point guard LeBron, like. I'm going to facilitate. Blocking. I'm blocking like, shots. I'm doing everything, man. Goodness, just a monster, man. Yeah, he's killing. I, with, the, with the Lakers, what they're really dependent on, you know, AD is going to do his thing, and hopefully he can do a little bit more. That's but, he, don't, he don't do enough for me. But, you know, they are really dependent on somebody else coming up and doing something like Rondo, you know, if, Casey, if Rondo Kuzma. And that's, 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 be that's, one gonna be, that's what's going to beat them. That's what the Clippers are going to beat them with. Because, like, the Clippers are so deep. Bro. So deep, man. They got so many players that could go. Like, like Lou Will gonna get his. I know that. And and let's say Paul George is slacking. Montrez gonna get his too. So like, and Kawhi is gonna annoy somebody. In, exactly. <laughs> and and Kawhi is getting 30, 30, 30 a night. Kawhi's a thirty birder. You got Zubac who's not bad. Yeah, man, Zubac is not. Dude. Zubac is actually really. Zubac might be really good in like two years. Because he's Which solid right now. The growth yeah, of the Clippers. He's pretty solid right now. He's solid. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, and they say that's Kawhi's favorite player on the t- on his team. That's say they say that's Kawhi's like the guy he's the closest with, which is Zubac, which is crazy. Reggie I, Jackson also that Reggie Jackson. And Reggie's good for a solid tenor off the bench. Solid tenor. I ain't mad at that. Shoot, shooting the ball good. And them, look, let me say, both the Morris twins been balling in the playoffs. I got to hey. give it to them. Both of them been balling. Now the, the one enforcers. With- was that? He said, no, I said that they were the enforcers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I, I think the one for the Clippers has been playing better than. Oh yes, the one for the Clippers is knocking down trays, knocking yeah. up hezzy crossover jumpers. I'm like, yo, this Morris guy, he's looking like he did in Kansas. He's killing. Like, yeah. they've been doing good. Yeah, they have. So yeah, the West is pretty much done. 
But I'm excited to see what we got in the East. Schubert, let's talk some football real quick. Real quick, though. Yeah. What, Billy wait, Donovan. Oh, yeah, Billy Donovan got fired from the Thunder. He did not get fired. Oh, he They left? mutually agreed to part ways. Well, my thought process on this is that Billy, you know, his contract ended. OKC was like, yo, we're not going to keep Chris Paul. We're That's not going to go yeah. get anybody. You're going to have to rebuild this team. And he's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm out. He's going he's gonna to take it as opportunities elsewhere to, to a place, you know, maybe it's hard right now because not a lot of places are in very good situations, but I feel like if he gets to a plate, you know, I'm just going to say Chicago right now because they're open and, but let's say Chicago comes up to Billy Donovan and says, Hey, we're willing to go and get people that you want and do it the way that you want. So that, you know, it's built for you. You know, maybe that's something that he's interested in. Maybe, maybe a team that is a contender now is like, well, I'm going to fire my guy and go get Billy Donovan. That's but, possible. That's but. what I've heard of, of that. Or Billy Donovan is like, maybe I'll do college again. Yeah, I'll go probably back to college. not. Probably not because he's had he is obviously one of the better NBA coaches out there at the moment. But uh, you know, I think you know this wasn't OKC being like, no, Billy Donovan, we don't want you. They wanted him. But this is Billy Donovan being like, hey, you know, I'm not I'm not here for the rebuild. I'm not subscribing for the rebuild if you're not going to take it seriously because I want to win. Yeah, that I can believe that. I'm mad at that. I like that take. Nah, I'm gonna rock with that. Cause I don't see nothing else. Yeah, you're right. Like, they did keep, keep an eye out on it because I feel like some way he's gonna get fired. I don't want him to go to the, let, let me just say this. I don't want him to go to the Pelicans. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But go go to Pelican, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really want him to be the Pelicans head, head coach, but I mean, he's the best coach available. That's for sure. Is he? Is he? Who, who else could have brought OKC Thunder to where they were? That's true, but th- I got to give some credit. I got to give some credit to Chris Paul for that, too. A lot of credit to Chris Paul. It, yeah, a lot, a lot of, yeah, of it. For sure. All right, let's jump to the NFL. All right, week one, we're just going to do some picks. We're not doing extensive because I'm not like – Ready for that yet? We'll do that next week where I'll give my, like, official breakdown on all the teams. This is just Schubert educating us for what to expect for week one because this is going to be mainly him. Like I said, I got to do my research. I'm slacking on the football scene because I didn't know it was starting this soon. I thought we still had, like, a month or something left. Like, I was like, oh, okay, we still got time. I mean, I mean, you I'm got for, 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 you know, serious college football. I'm in NBA mode mean, right now. Because, I mean, you know, Clemson and Oklahoma, teams like that are playing this weekend. But I mean, and it's weird because normally I'm not in NBA mode right now. The NBA season's over by now. So it's like, that's true. I'm that's still true. in it. Like, you know, so I'm, so Schubert's going to have to carry the load for football, at least for this week. So, all right, Schubert, week one, we got Texans versus the Chiefs. That's t- by the time the people hear this. What are you thinking about the Texans and Chiefs this year? What's it looking like? Uh, well, like well, you want, want me to give like picks. The thing, the really hard thing about the NFL this year is, especially for fantasy players, is you don't, you don't know, know what happened. Yeah, training camp because you know, especially with like a guy like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be starting for the Chiefs. We don't, we don't know if he actually is going to be starting. We, you know, we just haven't seen any preseason games or not a lot of stuff has been out on that. But. You know, that's the big storyline for the Chiefs is, you know, Damian Williams decided to stay out of the season for COVID. This gives Clyde Edwards-Hilaire their first-round pick, you know, the LSU running back. He's going to be the guy. What is that going to be like for Patrick Mahomes and company? You know, the one thing that they always say about Super Bowl teams is after they win the Super Bowl, they party. 
not during COVID. Yeah. They've, they've had a chance to be in the building and they've been working for another season. I, I think that the Chiefs should be the, the favorite. AFC favorite. They are. They're my favorite, at least. At least right um, now, until I see some games played. But if, you know, if it's not Patrick Mahomes in the AFC, there's two other quarterbacks out there that are the best. And it's Lamar Jackson and the guy that Patrick Mahomes is going to face on Thursday night, Deshaun Watson. Who just got paid. Who who did just get paid. But, you know, the question for Deshaun Watson in this game is how is Brandon Cooks going to play for him? That's his now main receiver target. And then they bring in... David no, Johnson, uh, yeah, with no who Deshaun. was good three years ago, but is he still going to be the guy? So you he's know. not D Hop. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. It's gonna be. I'm liking the Cardinals this year. Just throw that out there. Oh yeah, we'll get to uh, them. Kyler like Murray them. and D Hop. But all right, who you got? Week one, Chiefs Texans. Oh, Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs as well. It's, it's right. hard to pick. Yeah, it is because we just don't know. It's it's not like years previous where we could have seen training camp footage. We could have got insight. We could have got play up preseason. That's why it took me by surprise, man. I, I gotta be honest. It took me by surprise. All right, Jets Bills. Don't know much about these two teams. Just being honest. <laughs> you okay, know, moving the Jets Bills. All right, well, Jets Bills. The storylines for those teams. Um, with the Bills, they are probably the favorite to win their division. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got off a playoff trip last season where they lost to the Texans. Josh Allen's grown. Josh Allen has grown to be a starter in this league. They have a very good defense. The one guy that you were, you know is from LSU, Tredavious White, who just got paid. I thought he said out. Not after he got paid. So mm-hmm. now he's got paid. You know, there's it's more than likely that he's going to play. <laughs> um, th- the question mark for the Bills is their running back. They have Zach Moss, who's a rookie from Utah, who's going to get touches with Devin Singletary. You know, that not much is known there, but Stephon Diggs was their big offseason acquisition to add really? into that. Did um, get Stephon Diggs? So another offensive weapon for Josh Allen. The Jets, on the other hand, are a team that is a big question mark. Aren't they Sam Darnold. Eh, it depends no. on who you ask, but, you know, Adam Gase really needs to show something, some sort of growth in this season with Sam Darnold and group. They have Le'Veon Bell as their running back, um, but the receivers are a little lacking um, and missing some of their defensive guys due to sitting out. So, you know, the Jets are in a little bit of trouble. The Bills are good. All right, bet, bet. Uh, I got the Bills in that game. Bills, yeah. All right, word. Let's move to the next one. Packers and Vikings. Vikings made some some acquisitions this offseason. Most recently, a defensive tackle they traded from the Jaguars. The Vikings have one of the better defenses in the entire NFL. Yeah, so they're defensively some team that you need to watch for. Offensively, they still have Kirk Cousins, so they they do have a little bit of a handicap. And they Um, lost one of the weapons. Dalvin Cook's good. Yeah, that's true, too. And the Packers, they didn't add too much except Jordan Love, so it's like... He's a third string. Yeah. He got beat out by an undrafted guy from Eastern Kentucky. Jesus, I know Aaron Rodgers is pissed. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is pissed over there. Who you got winning that game? Uh, Packers. Yeah, I got the Packers, too. Until the Packers show me something different, I'm going with them. Even though the Vikings do have one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, Oh, and we're not doing our Super Bowl picks this week. We're doing them next week. Like I said, I got to get prepared. You got to watch them. Yeah, I got to watch them. Exactly. All right, Eagles versus the Washington football team. They just have a W. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Washington football team is one of the bigger question marks in the NFL because they're putting out a lot of people that we just don't know what to think about. uh, Haskins is going to be the quarterback um, with Alex Smith behind him. 
they're going to be their running back is this guy Antonio Gibson. They, know, they recently got they recently got rid of uh, Adrian Peterson. Mm. Ron Rivera so, said he going new. He going all fresh. He's going new. Um, the big guy to look out for offensively is the Dwayne Haskins to Terry McLaurin, the two Ohio State teammates. They have a good rapport, you know. But is Dwayne Haskins going to be able to get it done offensively? They also lost the offensive line, so they have a lot of question marks. But you know, Washington is arguably the worst team in their division, where the Eagles. They have the potential to be the best team in their division again, but Carson Wentz had injury troubles in training camp already. Um, mm. And so what's going to happen with that? And they lost their um, first round receiver, Jalen Rieger. He's out for a few games. So, oh. he, so not looking I, good for them, but, but I do have the Eagles winning. I actually might go with the Washington, Washington football, football team? team. Ooh, that's how you know Schubert's been paying attention to this shit. All right. All right. Let's get it. Next. Uh, look, Schubert, and I know with the next the next people you're going to say, please tell me you're not buying into the hype again this year. Last year, you called it. This year, I'm buying into the hype again this year, Schubert. Jarvis just signed a new deal. Odell got threatened with some crazy accusations that we talked about earlier in the show. Not going to bring them up again. <laughs> but even though I don't believe him. I'm just saying that again. I don't believe him. I don't. So, you know. He got something to prove. Stefanski, new coach. Baker got something to prove. Austin Hooper. They got linemen. I'm buying the Browns Kool-Aid, but I just don't think they're winning this game against the Ravens. They're not winning this game, but they have a lot of potential to be good, for sure. So know, defense you buy, is suspect. Are you into them this year, or are you still out of them? I'm out of them just because their division's so rough. And, you yeah. know, Ben Roethlisberger coming back, you know, he did have – there was a story that came out today where Ben Roethlisberger said – that he is already shaken in the knees for Monday Night Football, or what? It, I think he, he they play. What, he just what needs to retire, Monday Night Football. So, like you know, it could be a big disaster for Pittsburgh. But at the end of the day, the the Baltimore Ravens might just not lose a game in the regular season. So, yeah, they're a good team. I got the Ravens as well. All right, next up we got Phillip Rivers and the Colts taking on the Jag the Jags who are tanking. The Jags went from one of the top teams to the tankers. Tank. Tank. They're tanking. If what? you're a fantasy, if you're a fantasy owner, don't be scared about the Jags tanking. You know they want to throw the ball around. They might put up yards. They just may not win games. Yep. And then you got to like what the Colts are doing. They're bringing back that good team, but adding Philip Rivers. We'll see if Philip Rivers now with weapons and a better team can win. I think that the Colts are going to win their division. Ooh. Which is which is tough because you know they were in there with the, the Texans. Texans and the Titans. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, but, the Titans are great. I got the Titans winning that division, and I and I, I don't even know the, much. The Colts are supposedly supposed to have one of the better defenses in the NFL, and they added two prime uh, rookie offensive weapons and John, Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman out of USC. So R- Philip Rivers is throwing to uh, Michael Pittman, who could be a, a potentially good player, Paris Campbell, who was a great receiver a out of Ohio State, yep. and T.Y. Hilton. Solid. On t- and on top of that, having uh, Marlon Mack with Jonathan Taylor, they have a pretty stout offense. And don't they so, have a pretty but, good tight end with Eric Ebron? Yeah, but he's old. Yeah, but he's still a big body for them. All right, next up we got Panthers and Raiders. I don't really know too much about either of these teams. I heard the Panthers are supposed to stink this year. Yeah, the Panthers are probably the worst team in the NFC South, but they're just in a rebuilding mindset. Uh, They brought in, uh, what's his name? Uh, Well, they got Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. Yeah, they brought Teddy Bridge. 
and um, the Baylor quarter uh, head coach is now over there with them. Oh, yeah, a, Matt. Matt. Uh, it starts with the R. Yeah, Matt something. But Matt yeah, rule, rule. rule. Yeah, that's there it. We go. Yeah, and that's uh, so, what you think about the Raiders? Uh, Raiders have, are boomer bust. They have a lot of what they've done in the off season as their GM has decided that when he's in the draft, he wants to draft guys from big name schools, and that's Bam what they've done. Yeah. They get guys from Bayman Clemson, Hunter Renfro, uh, Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs in the start. Um, so the question mark for them is David Carr and John Gruden. Is that connection going to work? And I think that, you know, if it doesn't work this year, then Carr is definitely gone because they're all in on Gruden. And, um, and uh, you know, if you know, Derek Carr is just – I just don't know if he's – the guy top 10 quarterback material he had that one year but everything else has been kind of and they're in a a really tough division yeah denver kansas city just tough 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 all right next up bears lions the bears have been the joke of twitter because they've named mitchell trubisky the starter after nick Foles came to town so what's going on with the bears and matt nagy are they gonna make a run for it like is it or is it looking bad it's one of those things where when you take a guy and you try and make him work, that's what they're trying to do here. Um, if they lose this game, I wouldn't be surprised if they started Nick Foles week two. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to have a good defense as always with Khalil Mack leading it. Um, and, but the Bears, looks like their starting running back is going to be out for the first two weeks. Oh, Tariq Cohen? So that, no, uh, uh, David Montgomery. Tariq Cohen's oh. going to be a starter. Okay. Um and they have receivers, but can you get it to them? Yeah. So I just don't know about the Bears. But the Lions, on the other hand, they have they brought on Adrian Peterson to match up with Carrion Johnson and DeAndre Swift. So they have a, a nice little stable of running backs. Matt Stafford has never been injured. He's, um, He's in playing. his seasons. And they have some good receivers with Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. So they have players, but can, they, can they put it it's, together? It's what Patricia's defense is going to do. So yeah. we're gonna see with Detroit. All right, I got Detroit winning that game. Funny enough, I don't. Have, I don't. Have, I do not believe in Trubisky. All right, next up we got Seahawks and Falcons. Even, I know everybody is believing in the Falcons this year. I think they're garbage. Seahawks though, Seahawks look good. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, since there is no home field advantage, like I said, I like the Seahawks here. Um, they have. A lot of weapons around Russell Russell Wilson, but he always has to run around based on his O line. Jamal um, Adams defense, big, big look, big move. Yeah, Jamal Adams definitely helps, but you know, with Jadavion Clowney being gone from that group, you know, their front seven is the, the question mark. So we'll see what happens with that. And you know, with the Falcons adding uh, Todd Gurley to, to the Devontae Freeman background, God, they brought Todd Gurley in. What a weird. So like, the, you know, they now have a little bit of a running threat. If he still has any juice left, great. Yeah. Any juice left, but bringing him into a place where he had a lot of college success could revamp his, uh, his, his career. Yeah, that's true. Who you got winning that game? I got the Seahawks. Yeah, I got the Seahawks. I need them too for my fantasy. All right. Patriots, Dolphins. What's up with them? Cam, baby. Cam got a new spot with Belichick. I'm I like the Patriots this year, man. I believe in Cam and Belichick. I do. Very two two very interesting teams that are gonna have very interesting outlooks on their season. 
the Dolphins, they're going to start Fitzpatrick, but with Tua waiting in the wings, how long does that go? Do you see Tua come in and limited capacities? What do they want to do with that? They do. They have added a lot of weapons to their backfield. Jordan Howard and Matt Breida, you know, they're going to be fighting for time at the moment. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams are great receivers. So, that you know, they have players on their team. Uh, they got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick, but... They uh, they do have some defensive guys, but it's still just a weak, lackluster defense, but not as lackluster as the Patriots who had all of their defense leave because of COVID. So yeah. the Patriots, yes, they do now have um, Cam Newton, but who is he really going to throw it to besides Julian Edelman, who's like five foot two? And um, then they don't know who they want to play running back. They have Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, and uh, uh, White. Yeah, and James White. The, you know, James White, and they don't really know what they want to do with that. So, you know, I would actually take the Dolphins here just because I feel like they have a little bit more stability going into this game, and their defense isn't completely... Flores is building a culture over there, man. I like what Flores is doing. He's rebuilding the Dolphins slowly but surely, but I'm still going with Cam and the Patriots, even though they got all those issues. I just lied. I got to see Belichick lose. I, just like with LeBron, I got to see him lose before I go against him. So, all right, next up, we got Chargers. We got Chargers and Bengals. Joey, Joey Bats, Joey B making his start for the Bengals. He will start. Yeah. I'm Herbert start. will not start. It'll be Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um, the Bengals are just awful. So that's <laughs> the Joe. thing. Like, you know, if, but Joe Burrow, you know, Could change has things. talent. He has AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Joe Mixon, you know, a lot of people want to discredit him because of his off the field issues at Oklahoma, but he is a good ever since, back. ever since then he's been balling. So, you know, he, and we haven't so, heard nothing ever since then he might've changed. And on the other hand, the chargers, uh, they lost, lost Derwin James. Their, yeah. yeah. I lost that. Derwin James. Huge. Um, so I feel that bad for that guy. For it seems like he's never healthy. Yeah, that's true. But he's but, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Chargers, offensively, they have very good receivers, but can Tyrod Taylor get it out to him is the question. And can he get time? Because the Chargers' offensive line is kind of... So uh, that's a really tough game game to pick, but I actually kind of like Cincinnati. Ooh, you're going with Joey Betts. I'm, I'm going to go with Joey B just because, you know, LSU. Got to rock with Joey B. Joey B is one of the best quarterbacks out there in terms of race. It's a tone-setting game for I'm rocking with Joey B, man. Joey, Joey B love, loves everybody, so I'm rocking with him, bro. I don't even care if they lose. All right, next up, the team that I think, even though I don't think they're going to win this game, but they, to me, are one of the most interesting teams in football, and I can't wait to see how they play. The Cardinals versus the 49ers. We get to see Kyler Murray with weapons, man, like DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. What it, I don't, there's not many excuses on offense. It's going to come down to what a uh, pretty boy coach can do on defense. I can't think of his name right now, but you know. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is an offensive-minded guy. He was Patrick Mahomes' coach in college, so he does know how to, you know, to develop young young talent. Uh, they also added Kenyon Drake into the backfield, uh, former Dolphin, former Alabama running back. Very solid guy. He's going to get the most touches he's ever had in his career, and could be beneficial for them. You, the other receiver you didn't mention is Christian Kirk. Yeah, uh, really the young speedy, guy in the slot. Really speedy guy in the slot. So Cardinals definitely have the weapons, but the 49ers, nothing changed the, from them. Yeah, they're just the 49ers. They're, they're really good on defense. And, and now you have uh, my guy, Shanahan. Uh, what, uh, what's his first name? It's not Mike. Mike's, Mike's the dad. Uh, Kyle. Kyle. You got Kyle with another year with Jimmy G. And, I, and you know what you said about Derek Carr? I feel like if Kyle doesn't get it done with Jimmy G this year, it's over for him. 
No. I know they signed him to they, that contract just went with that to money, a Super Bowl. but like, I don't they just know, went to man. Super Bowl and they're gonna win. They're gonna go to the playoffs again. If if all if the reason why offensively it's not they suffer, to Derek Carr. If if offensively the reason why they suffer is because of Jimmy G, and I'm a Jimmy G guy, I just feel like Kyle's gonna try to get him another guy. Like, it wasn't their issue last year. Well, some people some people disagree, Schubert. I mean, they were they had they won three out of four quarters. That that last one, they did not win, and that's when and the offense couldn't. So the, the question the question mark there is Jimmy is Jimmy Garoppolo clutch. So that that's a different question than what the Raiders. Yeah, have yeah, and that, that's true. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. I don't think Shanahan's going to trust him if, this year, and I think that's going to lead to maybe their downfall. If if he doesn't show it, if he doesn't show it on the field, better trust him. What he's going to put in Nick Mullins? I love the guy. Played. That's, he played little league baseball. He balled. He balled out for Kyle. <laughs> he did. That's why he's still on the team. Exactly. Jimmy G's not doing, not balling like that. And I, I love Jimmy G, but he's I'm going, balling. He's balling more than more than that. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> I'm going with the 49ers. They're going to win this game. But I do like Kyler Murray and what what D Hop brings to that to that team. That that. Kyler Murray might have a good year this year. He might be my, you know how there's the, for the last two years, we had second year MVPs. Kyler Murray's looking like the front runner of that candidate. And I know some people are saying Drew Locke, but I like uh, Kyler Murray. Next game we got, the, the to me, this is the primetime game, the best game of the week. Buccaneers and the Saints, who that nation, should be, what, should, am I expecting a, a Super Bowl run this year? Like, should, my, should I expect that from the squad? Who, the Bucs? No, the Saints. I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just <laughs> no, um, the Bucks are a big time question mark because can old man Brady throw it deep enough to get it to Chris Godwin? Yeah, hit um, Mike Evans. <laughs> so you know they got the weapons, and what is Gronk going to accomplish? What is Leonard Fournette going to be in this new iteration? He's not even going to start. Um, you know what's old man Shady McCoy going to be able to do? Uh, so, you know, in the Saints defense just got better. You know, they got rid of the Eli Apple issue. Um, so and now they have Janoris Jenkins and Malcolm Jenkins, two and veterans Lattimore. with Lattimore yeah. um, and Marcus Williams and also uh, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And so Davenport they, you know, they, and Rankins are healthier now. Sure. I mean, they their defense is pretty stacked. And on offense, you know, Drew Brees is just facilitating it once again to, you know, Kamara, Thomas. And now Sanders. And I now like that Sanders. East Sanders pickup. That's big for the Saints. I got the Saints winning, man. I, mm. I got I to gotta do some more research, but I think we're going to the Super Bowl. This Justin, year. you said you were looking at the Saints. What do you think about the Saints? I mean, from what I've been seeing, you know, it looks like they're definitely the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I'm not a big football person. I'm not that, but I've been watching a lot of, you know, sports shows in the morning. And it looks like the, the Saints are that team. Ooh, I like what Justin coming on saying that. I like that. Let's go. Who that nature? Yeah, yeah. I think the Saints are going to win that division. The amount of games is the question. I don't think there's going to be like a twelve to thirteen win season. I think it'll like be more tenner? like ten. Yeah, it's feeling like a tenner this year. Who you got winning the game? The Bucks or the Saints? The Buck? Oh, or not? Not the Bucks. The Saints. But like what I was going to say about uh, the Saints, why I think that it's going to be like that. Because the, the Saints have to play the Bucks twice. I think the Bucks might get one of them. Um, and they got to play the Packers. Yeah. They got to play the Chiefs. Yep. They got to play the 49ers. We have a tough you know, schedule. 
a very tough schedule this season. So, but it ends out. it ends pretty pretty decently. It's it's pretty rough to start off. But all right, next up we got Cowboys and Rams. Rams signing Jalen Ramsey to a huge contract, which makes my Marcus my 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 crush on Marshawn Lattimore and the thing thinking this how much the Saints are gonna have to pay him. It makes my butthole clinch because of how much we're gonna have to offer to him. And I know it's gonna just and Camara. It's gonna it's one of the two's not happening. I'm just I'm just getting Saints fans ready. It's not happening. And it's gonna be it's gonna be Lattimore that happens. Lattimore's happening. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. But Cowboys, Rams, are the, are the Rams making a comeback this year? What you hear? What you, no. what you, what you hear? The Rams are in another very, very tough division. They got to go up against the 49ers, the Cardinals, Seahawks. and the Seahawks. They're going to be the worst out of the four. Mm. You know, this might be the time where you have to analyze what you're going to do about Jared Goff. And losing Todd Gurley, they didn't really answer their questions with anything better. Cam Akers, the Florida State running back, you know, Cam Akers couldn't make Florida State look good. He's not going to make the L.A. Rams look good. Mm. So, you know, that's there's a, there's just not enough in, for the Rams to be able to contend. Now, the Cowboys, on the other hand, the Cowboys, Cowboys? they go into the, the, the AFC champ. I mean, the NFC East champions. They have the potential to be the NFC champion at this point. I like them better than the Eagles right now based on personnel. But, mm. you know, what's the issue with the Cowboys is actually playing the games. So, you know, <laughs> is is Dak Prescott going to choke? You know, Mike McCarthy being the coach now, how is that new system being implemented? Um, is Ezekiel Elliott going to prove that he's Still worth the notoriety that he gets? Yep. Um, but, you know, having Michael Gallup – Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb, Lamb as your receivers. Yeah, that's crazy. There's no excuse. That's, that's good. They have and no excuse. You have Zeke. You have C.D. Lamb. You got Michael Gallup. You got uh, Amari Cooper. You got my guy at tight end who they need to start throwing to now that Jason Witten's gone. Um, I can't think of his name, but he's a big he's a big white guy. I, I, I like him with long hair. Can't think of his name right now, but he's a baller. And then you got uh, that backup running back for uh, Zeke, too. Pollard. Who can yeah Pollard? Who can catch out the backfield? Question is, can the defense bring it together and will Dak progress and be that forty million guy that he thinks he is? We gonna find out. Schubert, who you got winning the game? Cowboys or Rams? Cowboys. Yeah, I got the Cowboys too. I'm interested to see what they got. All right, Schubert, your team, the New York Football Giants, taking on the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Uh, like I said earlier with that report where Ben Roethlisberger is already nervous about the game. He needs to retire. Um, what are you doing? When you're nervous about a game that is that could take your head off. That, you know, if, if if he comes out and plays the same old Ben Roethlisberger, they have a possibility to, of taking the season, you know, a long the way. Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster are two good receivers to have. James Conner has proven himself to be the guy at running back for them. And their defense um, so, is good, low-key. And, and their defense is good. They are, they are the ones that make a Fitzpatrick, and Minka Fitzpatrick made a big impact on them when he tra- when they got them in the trade from Miami. They got the, and they got the white brother, TJ, who's a baller. Yes. So, you know, the Steelers are definitely a force to be reckoned with. But the question is, is are they going to be better than the Browns? Yeah. And and that and we'll see when that when those matchups come, but they're not going to be better than the Ravens. Now we're looking at the New York football giants, on the other hand, new system coach that it seems like the players are really getting behind and he's not afraid to to be. Um, he's not afraid to take risks. He took the uh, red shirt off of Daniel Jones the past week of practice because he wants them to start getting the hits. Mm. You know, he's he uh, who's he, your coach? He, Joe Judge. He oh, was okay. this uh, the special teams coach for the Patriots. <laughs> I 
forgot y'all got the special teams guy. <laughs> so, uh, and then Jason Garrett, the former Cowboys coach, is the offensive coordinator. Are you? How are you feeling about this season, man? Are you? Are I'm you... feeling very good about this season. I like <laughs> Darius Slayton, the Aub- you know, ex Auburn receiver, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. That's your co- that's your receiver group. Saquon Barkley is, in my opinion, the best, best running, running back, back in, in the football. NFL. Yeah, true. And uh, Daniel Danny Dimes. <laughs> showed that he could play last season at the end. He did. And that's why I've named all of my fantasy teams after the great Daniel Jones. <laughs> and, and so we'll see. And I'm picking the Giants to win week one Monday Night Football. Because <laughs> Danny, Danny Dimes is not nervous. He's ready to go. <laughs> I'm picking the Steelers just for that just for that confidence you got in the New York football. Danny time. Dimes, it does it. Then when he reminds me that they have the special teams coach, Joe Judge, and... <laughs> And Jason Garrett. Yeah, I'm picking the Steelers. All right. The other Monday night football game, and this is probably the one. Besides the Bucks saints I think this is the the best game of the week. Oh, well, Browns-Ravens, too. Cardinals. Yeah, th- but this is a good one. Uh, it's up there. It's up there. Broncos and Titans. Drew Locke, second year with all those weapons. You got Jerry Judy. And then you got Titans with Jadavion Clowney. It's lit. So, you know, let's start with the Titans. The Titans, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they proved themselves in the playoffs. Now they bring in Jadavion Clowney on the defensive side. This is amazing. Vrabel got his defense. You know, Mike Vrabel being the coach, you know, defensive-minded guy. Uh, Their secondary was pretty strong in in those playoffs. They're they're a team to be reckoned with. But on the offensive side, now that you kind of know that they're a little bit one-dimensional, um, AJ Brown is supposed to be your number one receiver, and he was all I mean, he was the second guy at Ole Miss when he was at Ole Miss. So it's just like, how are you going to depend on him to be your number one guy at the moment? Um, and is Ryan Tannehill really the guy that's going to, you know, throw it yeah. around? Yeah. Now, the Broncos, they I would have given them the edge if Von Miller wouldn't have gotten a season Hurt. injury yeah. this week. So, you know, now that opens up the Derrick Henry running lanes. Um, so for this game, it's a little bit difficult for the Broncos, but they do have a very interesting offense. It's hard to pick the Broncos early on in the season because you just don't know how a lot of these players are going to pan out. But not only do you have Jerry Judy, you have KJ Hamler, who I thought was one of the better players in the big 10 last season coming out of Penn state. Uh, so those are two new receivers that you have with drew lock and is drew lock going to play like the undefeated Drew Locke of last of the end of last season and uh, get the, get it j- done for the Broncos. The Broncos are the most interesting team in the NFL besides the Cardinals. They're two yeah. teams that are in very tough divisions and they're going to have a lot of work. Both ahead in of the them. West. Yeah. Both in the West on the respective conferences, but you know, we're going to have to play that week to week to figure out, if the Broncos are contenders or pretenders. Yeah, we're going to have to bring that segment, that segment back. Are they real or are they fake? We'll bring that back next week. The Broncos, the Cardinals will be on there. Those will be the two teams we examine first. But, all right, yeah, I'm going with the Titans just because, like, I like everything they're doing right now. The Titans are great. So, I got the Titans. Yeah. Too. But we'll talk Titans. about that next week. Next week, we'll pick division winners. We'll go through all of that. But Schubert just just got us through this football. Thank you for paying attention. You were very knowledgeable in that segment. Oh, yeah, Schubert, Schubert held it down for us because he, he was coming with news that I even know. Good job on that one, Schubert. But that's all we got this week. Uh, Justin, tell the people they can find you on social media. Yeah, my handle name is 
Justin Baptiste 22. I'm on all social media platforms. And you guys can also check out my blog site, tradingways.com. Yeah, y'all definitely go do that. Draft stuff coming on the way. Y'all go check out Justin's blog site. Y'all make sure y'all follow him. Schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at aschubert14. Check out everything that uh, was going on with the network. We got to run it back. That yeah, that'll be out. Be by, out there. Be out. It'll be out. So yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's out. It's out there. So you can check that out. We, Lyndon, myself, and Ian Hawley, we talked about Pulp Fiction, the Tarantino film. Um, and we had a really fun conversation with that. And uh, this past week from the bros who binge, we talked about Tenant. Um, we reviewed that. We talked about the initial three episodes of The Boys on Amazon. And we talked about another week of Lovecraft Country, as well as get started on on uh, book three of Avatar. Yeah. Um, some big news coming up for the next episode in the font and uh, this upcoming week. Dune trailer just got released. So we'll be talking reading about the book that. Today. Just to know started reading the book. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be able to talk about it. I got, I had to, I had to get knowledgeable. I started reading the book. I, I'll be like done at least with two chapters by the time we start when we do that pod. But yeah, we got the Dune trailer. What else we got this week? I'm trying it's new mm. Lovecraft, new boys, new uh, new Avatar stuff going on. That's probably about it. Not 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 any movie unless we do Bill and Ted. But I don't think we're gonna do that. If I'm being honest, I don't know. We may do the Milan. I don't know. Are we Let's think about it? All right. Yeah, we gotta talk about that off air because like. Yeah, if if you buy it, I'll I'll watch it. So you know, but all right, yeah, y'all. But like Schubert said, definitely. And I know I said all right, yeah, but no, for real, definitely go check out that Running Back Pulp Fiction. That is a great up. That is a an amazing podcast that we did, and I'm proud of my guys for that one. It was super funny. We go really in depth in the movie of Pulp Fiction. If you are a Pulp Fiction fan, you will love this conversation. We talk about people who should have been, who could have been casted. We talk about insider info we talk about all kind of good stuff in that some of the best quotes everything y'all be sure to check that out that's out exclusively on youtube make sure you subscribe bros you think network but like Schubert said check out bros who binge the last week and the upcoming week check out anime talk it'll a new one will be out this week on tuesday but you can find all the information at bros you think but other than that that's all we got this week for justin for schubert for doom for jazz bandito for mo black my name is Lyndon burton you guys have yeah. a great weekend yeah. we will talk to you next thursday as Turn always be safe yeah. Have a good week. Hey. I'm the rich nigga I know. I smoke real good weed while my eyes low. You ain't mine, but you be all on my mind though. I hit Miami when I wanna feel the vibes though. Yeah, I do this shit with my eyes closed. I see you watching and you peeping out the blindfold. Why these niggas steady worried about minds though? That's your girl, but I treat her like she my hoe. Yeah, and money is the only fucking motive. Yeah. We gon' have to get it like we supposed to, yeah And they gon' try to knock me off my focus I pull up the 1942 and tell them toast up I know y'all niggas act like bitches, act like hoes And y'all know this Niggas ride dick, roller coaster, cut These niggas these days is shady I'm ballin' like a clipper, now niggas won't fade me A hundred thousand on me, wonder where it's gon' take me